Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Cells podcast and welcome to our end of season review, a celebration show for Celtic Football Club after a fantastic season under Anne's Postacoglu. And you can see I'm joined by almost a full panel, just missing Mr. Anthony Dunn. He's just obviously doing stuff, he's busy at the moment, but the guys are with us, how are you all feeling? Good, 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 tag, Stephen. Good, good, tag. Good, Frank, for us for my tea, and looking forward to Champions League next year, <laughs> unlike some teams. <laughs> and I just want to say as well, big happy birthday to John. Happy birthday, a big man. Oh, I don't know if that was a joke or no, I'm not even about to say Cheers, Alistair. Welcome along to the latest viewers that people joined us again already. <laughs> Joe Finley's in, what a wonderful week, but a close shave. Definitely had loads of them before with that Manscaped razor. Tim Alloy, <laughs> evening fellow, you know the word after that. And it'll be a, be a better week if they get beat. It's got it tomorrow by Hearts. A fantastic week it has been, fantastic season. But we'll get stuck right into it, William. Come to yourself first. You were kind of on the Anne's Pasta Cogley wagon before any of us. Described him as a, a big friendly giant. He had his pillow in your house, life-size version. Well, just cracks straight into it when he was announced the summer transfer window. The feeling then it was a massive, massive job, wasn't it? It was, mate. Matt, like, bigger than that, uh, what he's done since is he's worked miracles. We, um, everybody was hung up on um, Mr. Howe in the summer. Uh, we all had our hearts set in it. All us in this pod had our hearts set in him coming in. Um, apart from Mystic Stephen in the corner, Golden Mystic, Golden. And and when Ange came in, the unknown, we were all a bit skeptical, is probably the word, but we were we were all in support. Uh, whoever came in, we were always going to back him one hundred percent. And what's what's preceded it since has been nothing short of miraculous. He's, he's fastly, but be- quickly becoming. My favourite manager all time. He's just been absolute tremendous since he's came in. Um, and I said it in a pod before. It's like it's incredible to have a, a a top top manager, but to have a top top human being as well. It's just uh, the perfect combo. Yeah, hundred percent. Alistair Jackham's in here. Willie's like a mini Anne's. There you go. What a compliment from Alistair. Come to your step. <laughs> yes, did you got last time? <laughs> but to be further, there was a resemblance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but coming to yourself, John. Again, happy birthday! The the summer transfer window. We've seen the likes of Joe Hart come in, Kyogo come in. Final players have proved to be in the end. But how did you feel? Obviously, with the rebuild, did you expect that what we have right now? Nah, I mean, I don't think any of us did. I, I think we all said at the start once Ange came in, we were a wee bit skeptical because we didn't know who he was or we didn't know too much about him. Um, and I know that we, we, we knew that the, the rebuild at hand was going to be massive so it was I think we, we all expected it to be difficult and like I said if you'd have told us it would be in this position at the start of the season we would have bit the hand clean up so I thought it was he's done a fantastic job Yeah 100% Craig White comes in Aaron Ramsey's a Celtic, Celtic's best signing this year and Ross I was, go, I, I was going to quite leave it the tradition and put you the last again but I, I won't do that to you buddy don't worry oh uh, you're, 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 you're some laddie <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the summer transfer window the signings that come in Kyogo probably the, the most vital one Joe Hart's added that experience and Carter Vickers Jada all proved to be fantastic players for Celtic Football Club and obviously the news coming out today that the rumours circulating that Chad is going to sign the permanent. It's just a massive, massive buzz about the place, isn't it? Aye, there, there is. 
touching on the, the summer window, I think he, he almost got all the signings right, and it, it had to be, uh, especially when I'm coming in as late, he just had to get it almost perfect. Like he said, uh, after the, the first six games, we had to be almost perfect. He got the transfer window almost perfect, and then you have to say, going a bit further ahead, but at the January window, I think he, he, he done even better in that window. And I, like the guys, the, 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 there's players came in uh, to the team now, like your your Jota's, and we obviously want, want to keep them. You've touched on the, the rumours. But guys like him, Carter Vickers, who are, are no, like, nailed down yet, but they're, they're new heroes, uh, along with your Kyogos, Giacomakis, uh, who, uh, as my, uh, uh, I don't want to say I like him better than Kyogo. That's just daft to say, but I, I just really, certain, he, really he really resonates <laughs> with me. I just really, really like him as a player. I think he's, I think he's been a tremendous signing. I love his attitude. I love his confidence. It's not arrogant. It's, I just love this team. It's I've said it previously. It's they're just honest guys who are pretty, they're really good football players and they're knitting into a, a a really really good team. And it's the the summer window ahead is very exciting. Yeah, hundred percent. Deal, Patrick comes in. Hope you all had a bottle of water beside <laughs> you guys. Don't get caught out. Happy <laughs> My first. This is, this is quenching my first tonight. This is my <laughs> choice of beverage, the Stella Art Fab. But come to yourself, Franny. I will come to you all individually to kind of get your gauge on the best sign in, in your opinion so far. But what what was your feeling? I mean, I was listening back to the, the end of season review we'd done last season. And I tell you what, see the buzz about this place this man's created. It's absolutely incredible. We were talking about last season about the, the terrible recruitment, the previous window the board breaking down, everything was going wrong, but he's just come in and galvanised this club along with the new silence. Um, most definitely. Like, he's shut a lot of noise up in the background and got that connect back with the fans and stuff. And, like, in today's game with the money and stuff involved, it's hard to get that connection with players, but you feel like you're kind of connected to the players, like like Ross and Mullen, that's saying. It's, like, the proper, proper human beings, the players, it seems. So, you've got, like, favourite players again in that, like, Last season, it was, you were struggling to pick a favourite player, really. So it's good to have that kind of feel again round about the place. And <clears throat> although Celtic as a big club should never have to do a rebuild, it's it's ridiculous. But it, it was it was just what he's managed to do with the turnaround in players. Not there's not many you can say if you actually look deeper into it and thought <clears throat> what you consider as and signings like because I wouldn't consider like guys like McCarthy, even Joe Hart to an extent is. As I'm an unsigning, but if you, you look at your Kyogos, your Yakamakis, Maedas, and things like that, you can tell they're, they're his type of player. So it's to pick one of his bad ones. I don't I don't think he's made a bad signing. He's made key signings like the three Japanese boys coming in at January as well. Mm-hmm. Just galvanized, just kicked us on that even a bit more, a bit more and stuff. But uh, it's it's a massive massive contrast for this time last season, Stephen. Then doing the end of the season uh, review so let's get into it you know the mad thing about uh, it all as well right and I'm not going to harp on about how too much right but at the end of the season review and at the start of the season this was all we were banging on about was Eddie Howe and if you believe the rumours it, it was a big sticker the whole thing was about his background stuff 
One man's came into our club. Mm. One man himself. No brought anybody with him. And he's turned around the whole club. Not just the playing staff. The whole club from top to bottom. He's rebuilt a whole relationship with, with fans and the board again. He's made us all... Fall, we didn't fall out of love, but he's made us all fall in love 20 times mm-hmm. more than we did mm-hmm. before with this club. And this man's just came over for the other side of the world himself and done that all himself. One man. It's incredible. Hanky yeah, loves incredible. that. Hanky loves it, eh? Just Aye. the fact that it's, it's on him. But you can I understand why. He can walk in a room and say his one sentence and everybody's hanging off his every word. Aye, he can hold Aye. a room. Aye. I think in one of his interview done with one of the Australian TV channels, they asked him about the backroom situation. He was like, I love to come in and get new people to buy into what I'm doing. The only time I ever took an assistant was from uh, the Australian national team to Japan. And he said, even he's got a, a full-time job now as a manager. So he must like that side of it. And come to yourself, John, about the summer signings. And Ryan Kelly made a great point in terms of the great news about Jada. Hopefully he signed up and Carter Vickers as well. But what, in your opinion, I know it's a difficult question. I see William kind of threw his head back when I first suggested <laughs> it. But what, 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 in your opinion, would be your most like final signing from the summer transfer window, not including January? Sort of like permanent signings, or are we just uh, we'll put you anybody, anybody? I think from Carter Vickers for me because we needed solid defenders just a bit more than anything. There was one position that we definitely needed strengthening off the back of last season, and I think going into this year we were worried because you'd lost Iron and stuff like that, and obviously Julian was injured. We didn't, and I mean, fair play to Welsh, he came in and he done a great job last year. He was one of the standouts in what was otherwise a miserable season. But we didn't expect Ralston to be the player that he's turned out to be again. Uh, so, I mean, the defence for me, shoring that up um, was vital. And Carter Vickers came in and done that. And I think Starfelt came into his game because he's had Vickers as a partner. If that was anybody else, Starfelt might have flapped a bit more or whatever. But I don't know. Vickers, to me, he's just comes comes along really composed like he, he just he reads the game very very well he's no flashy or nothing he just does his job he does it right and that's what you want in a centre half so for me I think he's been the most important yeah Carter Vickers has been a mainstay like and I love that the point you've made about Starfield you've been a fan of him since day one even though a few people had did get on his back he said he would come good and to be fair to you John it did come true in the end he, he's been a fantastic player for Celtic and William will come to yourself you threw your head back for this question <laughs> What what do you go what are you going with? Best summer signing, Big Ange. Yeah. Big Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> players. No players. Come on, players. Well, it's a difficult one, right? Because see as much as Kyogo was unbelievable and on his day, he's obviously our best player. Big Gia Kamakis, the same as Ross. I'm absolutely in love with the guy. But if you take a step back and look at it. If you remove, if you remove one of the one of either of them from the team, we're still functioning well as a team and still battering teams. So, as I, I try to try to think of the importance to the team, and I think there's only two or three players in our team that if you do remove them, we're we're going to struggle big time. And I think I've got to agree with John. I think it might be big CCV. I think if you take him out of that team, we'll we're going to struggle big time. Only like and like. I'm trying to come across as a point as if I take a Kyogo, he was missing at the team for three months mm. and we were still flying. I think yeah. if you think CCV at the team for three months, we'd struggle a bit more. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think yeah. Joe Hart, him, and Cal Mack in the middle of the park are the only three players in this team that I think are like absolutely vital. If they're missing, we could we could be struggling because there's nobody that, to replace <coughs> them that's 
as good. Whereas I think O'Reilly's been, I think he's going to be an absolute monster. He's oh, an absolute beast. He's going to be unbelievable. We're obviously going to see a bit more of him next year now that um, Rogic is gone. Uh, Don't make so, us cry I, again. I know. So these guys like are unbelievable signers. It's just fun, just trying to look at that viewpoint where it's the, the importance to the team if you took him out. Because if you take, if we've, we've seen Kyogo and Giacomakis out the team and we've still been flying and, and pumping teams. So I would maybe just pump for CCB for that reason. I think in the comments as well, Ian McIntosh comes in, Ross, and he says about uh, Carter Vickers dominating the opponents. There's no motion. He's quicker than he looks. And I think that's a great point. And in terms of defensive qualities, he's, he's right up there, probably miles ahead of the rest in the SPFL in terms of the best centre half. And for me, I'll make a case for Joe Hart. I think Joe Hart's been absolutely just immense and I've always heard back to when we signed him. I think it was on a pod with a couple of you guys. I can't remember who exactly, but I wasn't quite human. kind. I wasn't human. quite kind to him. I was yeah, I was raging. I didn't like him. I thought he was arrogant. He had a massive ego. But again, if I made deep my words, it, it's funny, isn't it? That you get this perception because he doesn't play for Celtic and you see him in the Premier League and all this kind of thing. Then you kind of feel to forget he was alone at West Ham and 3-0 didn't work out, so we needed a couple again. But who would you go for? Um, it's hard to disagree with Joe Hart purely because he, I mean Barkas was an absolute shambles last oh, year, on, and we ah. we needed we needed a goalkeeper. It it, it was shown in the, the first uh, the first leg against Michelland was his first opportunity to try and make a case for being the keeper going forward, and he failed. I can't mind exactly what happened, but he made a, a a big mistake in that game, and it cost us a goal. But <sighs> I, I, I think I'll try and look at it like I know you want to pick one but in a season of like the, the collective if you like that's what Ange goes on about all the time I think every player is important every signing has been massive to take Absolutely. us to where because we were in such disarray last year that every player that's come in has like done their bit they've, they've added to the team they've contributed to this culminating in his winning the league title. Uh, and I, I I think you can only thank every player for that because it, the manager, it, he's unbelievable, but he can only do so much. The players have to buy into what he's talking about and they've done that no end. And I, I just, I think the team as a whole are have been outstanding all year. But I think if I had to was pushed to pick one, I would probably say for sort of the amount of money we paid, the wages that he's taking, it has to be Joe Hart for me. And I love Carter Vickers. Like, I think he's a phenomenal defender. I don't think, I, I, I don't think, I think, sorry, that he is probably our best defender since Van Dyke by some way. Ooh, great uh, shot. That's easy. I, I, I think he's, that. somebody had Centre said that. Aye. Centre half, aye. Oh, aye, aye, absolutely. Aye. <laughs> um, but I think somebody had said in the comments, and I can't mind who it was, about uh, he's he's faster than what he looks or whatever. And I would agree, he is faster than what he looks, but I've said it previously, his positioning is unbelievable. He, he's never, he, he's always in a position where he, he is slightly quick, but he doesn't need to be because he's always that one step ahead just with his positional play. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Cheers But I, I think to, to sum up, if I was pushed, I would probably go Joe Hart. Massive saves, excuse me, this season, throughout the season. 
Uh, he's he's just been a colossus, and he's he's allowed Starfelt the back four, if you like, to just play with that a bit more confidence. I know there's been some hairy moments when you're. What's that? I don't know. Is it's that the clap? Clap them hands. Clap them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, what the hell was I talking about there? So <laughs> hard. So hard. He's been egos. He's, talking about egos. Uh, <laughs> he's a. Uh, he's he's just been outstanding throughout the whole season, and that's what I was saying. Uh, there's been some hairy moments trying to get up to speed with that. Because Joe Hart's never been renowned for playing playing out for the back with his feet and that. But he's he's came into Celtic and he's bought into it like the rest of them and he's he's done his very, very best. Cheers, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the, you can see the progression, eh? Aye, uh, you can the whole back but, four. Well, this is this is what I, this is what I was saying the other week, I can't mind. But people were saying like, Oh, it's it's murder than playing out for the back like that and it gives you a bloody heart attack and stuff. I can't mind the last time that Celtic That's... lost a goal due to it. It does give you a heart attack, but name the last time they lost a goal to, to playing that way, because uh, right. I, I can't think it. I mean, it's so, started the season. Re- it's been a long time. And, you do need and to reality, what we're... Barkas thing, by the way. See, when you mentioned Barkas <laughs> in the two years, are like, ah, oh, he's like that. It's, it's like he's cheated on you, and you're like, you're better than him. <laughs> and he's like, ah, but I still love him. Oh, no, but, I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm, well off, I'm well after Barkas, <laughs> I've, I've jumped <laughs> on the regular one. In reality, what we're saying here is, right, we've got two votes for Carter Vickers, two votes for Joe Hart. Franny, either decide it or pick someone different. I mean, I think you, you can argue for Kyogo and Giacomacchus because of what they've done in respect of halves of the season. Um, but for for what they've done throughout the season, like CCTV, CCTV <coughs> how many seasons was that? CCTV <laughs> and, and, and Joe Hart, I think... For consistency throughout the season, you can make a valid case for both. But I think for me, it has to be Joe Hart. Just I, I get like what Ross was saying value for money. It's in a massive way. cut, came here with a point to prove, essentially. I think that you were saying, Stephen, both maybe thought different of them, thought it was a big ego, and they maybe just thought he was I coming up here. He's wanted like up for an easy retirement and stuff. I think he would, he would essentially piss the league, so to speak. But I think he's came up here with a point to prove and more than proved that point. I think he finished the season with the most clean sheets, which I suppose yeah. when you consider we've got the best defensive record would make sense. But it's uh, just what the guys do, like big saves at key moments in games and stuff. It's just, I just wish he was a few years younger, but obviously keepers can go on a wee bit longer. But folk that say... Folk that I, say thought you meant, I thought it was because you fancied <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Nah, he's about my age, man. He's about the same age as me. Uh, what, Gerald, I'm younger, like? I don't know. What's that? I forget what age what, we are. I'm younger, like? Uh, well, it's just when you got to be a bit older, eh? <laughs> so, are you but, going uh, for Joe I, Hart? I, I, I would have to lump for Joe Hart, but I understand the argument for Carter Vickers, like. By the way, you can't so, can ignore Jota as well. He, just, he started the mm. season amazing. And a badder. He had that, aye, but he had that middle part where... He got injured and stuff and was getting back up to speed. And then at the end of the season, he stepped up to the plate and scored in big games for us. He's been outstanding yeah. as well. But again, I go back to the collective. What a team. Bring on next <laughs> so, year. It is a, it's a team collective, like Alan's always says. And here's me praying that Barca signs a new deal next season. 
bit like Tony Ralston last season now. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll move on from the summer window to the, the European campaign. And the first kind of hurdle, Francis, will come to you because I know you've been left at the, the last the last few times, so you can kick this one off. Oh, I'm you, getting the miserable the, stuff the, to talk about. Great the one. European campaign, Mitzelan came the Champions League qualifiers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the time... We were kind of conflict into it. There was a few murmurs saying we could do it, but obviously in the end we didn't qualify for the Champions League. We ended up going past out more into the Europa League. But European campaign overall, I'm not going to go into each individual game because we'll be here literally all night. But hi, what's your feeling towards it and do you think we can do better in the future? Well, I, think, I think we'll definitely do better in the future. It's It wasn't a great European campaign on the face of it. Like, yeah, we got into Europe after Christmas and stuff, but it was through sort of a gone out one competition into the next competition. So it was one of them and Bodo Glimp, it's a team you maybe thought you should have beat. But like I said as well on a previous podcast, there's there's clearly a great outfit and they're probably somewhere Celtic are aiming to get to that kind of sort of a team. They're, they're not finances massively uh, rich and stuff, but they've got a clear way of playing. So I think it's a good model to sort of look at, but there was, like, the Michelin game probably was way too soon because did we know how like, Dane Murray and stuff like that centre-half and things like that? And it was just way, way too yeah. soon. If you had this team, like, the team that finished the season, if you had that at the start of it, all, all firing, had played a season together, I th- I'm not saying we would have cruised into the Champions League because we would have probably faced a couple of difficult teams because we would have had to go through the Champions route, but I'd be confident to get in it. So, I... I think next season going into the cha- the Champions League is going to be hard because no doubt we'll end up with a worst draw going. But if we can somehow get out of the group and get into the Europa League, I think that the now should be a sort of a, I don't want to say a level because we're obviously in the Champions League, but I think that's where we should be aiming to try and get a run. I don't want to turn up in the Champions League and get scudded every week like what Brendan yeah. Rodgers they try and go toe to toe and get scudded. I think we need to try and try and get back in get a name for ourselves, a more respectful name for ourselves in Europe, which I believe Postal Cogger will try and do. So I'm excited about Europe next season. This season I was I was disappointed, but I was kind of looking more, I know it's no great to say the league was more important for me. Europe for once was a bonus for me. And it's more, Celtic shouldn't, as I said, Celtic shouldn't be looking at Europe as a bonus. You want to be progress, want to be progressing, being big in Europe, but I think for that for this season for me it was asking Europe as a bit of a bonus it was <coughs> the league for me this season. Aye, the league was the, the kind of bread and butter, wasn't it, John, to get mm-hmm. it back at Celtic Park where it belongs. And I think you make a great point. Franny, yes, there was a tinge of disappointment with the European campaign and there was a lot of not anger, but I would say hurt and a wee bit emotional side of things we got beat by Bodo Glimp because me personally I believe we should have been at least challenging there and getting a better result than we did, John. But I know I'm conscious to say do you believe we'll do better. Ross is tired again. And we're in the Champions League group stage. <laughs> we're in the Champions League group stage this Aye, season, well, which we're, we're, we're doing better already. But what's your opinion on it at the minute? I mean, if you go right back to the very start of this season when we were doing the podcast, <clears throat> and that, we, we all, I think we all collectively agreed and we said that Europe would be a bonus. It was like it was good being there and having that competition, but ultimately your focus is on building the team and performing to a respectable level in the league. Uh, we've obviously surpassed those expectations league-wise. We're taking a, two trophies domestically this season. But then you look at the fact that Andrew's come in, right, very early doors. He's had a massive rebuild on his hands. And then he's been 
essentially had European fixtures flung at him. And mm-hmm. I, I, again, if you, if you, this is still very, very early on in Andrew's sort of rebuilding process. We were still just getting <clears> guys in. They were still sort of gelling, getting used to the way we were playing. And if you look at the, albeit the, 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 the Europa League group stages that we were in, we had a tougher group than most. We still got nine points. We still gave a good account of ourselves despite that. And I think if you put this team as it is now in that same group, we commit it, no bother. And I think that yeah. what the, what we've seen Ange build this year is setting us up well for European competition next season. If we strengthen in a couple of areas and we can get some signings in permanently like a Carter Vickers and Jota, then I think we're going to be in a really good position. And it's going to be, like I said, because we know we're automatically in the group stages, worst case, we're still going to put ourselves in a good position. If we, if we can get a good account of ourselves at home, at least. And I don't think we're going to fear any teams either, despite the fact we'll probably be up against some... Because I think we're, we're still going to pot four or something, I believe, right? Uh, probably. Uh, so, yeah. We're, we're, still, we're still getting big... Te- we're going to get big clubs. And you want the biggest clubs. You want... Like, I'd, I'd love a Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And... You want that? You want the big games back at Celtic Park? Look at that! I thought I was going to sneeze and I held it in. <laughs> uh, sorry, John. Sorry, John. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, aye. So where was I? <laughs> Donnie, threw me off. Aye, so I, I think we're going to give a good account of ourselves. I don't think we're going to fear teams. I think we're, we're still... I, I don't think Ange is going to change. I don't think there's a, a plan B. We're not going to play a fixture like some teams do. I think Ange's in this mindset. Like, why should we fear it? Why should we fear other teams? If we go at them the way and we play the way we know, we can give teams a game. And I, I believe that. And I think that bigger teams might underestimate us as well. And aye, I, I think it's going to be a completely different set of circumstances next season. And I think we're going to do much better. Yeah, I think Kevin, 14, Ross comes in here with a, a great point. Six weeks prep, well organised, and they know exactly how to play. And we did see that in Europa League. I think John's right when he leads to the fact that we're not we're not going to see much difference in terms of the kind of style that Postacoglu's going to play. We're going, I think we're going yeah, to see a difference. Can I, I just say as well, I mean, because a lot of people are making, like, the Bodo Glimp thing. It's like, I think because when you compare the size of the clubs in terms of, like, global stature and everything else, Celtic is far, far bigger. We all know that. But I think Celtic fans are guilty... He underestimating teams ourselves. Get me bloody hung. Oh God. But uh, the Bodo, the Bodo. Is it hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aye. Move on, move on. Right, Ross, 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 right. Kevin 14 came in and said that with six weeks prep and obviously the style of the men of the game, new signings coming in. Um, someone set up the comments here. If we, aye, Kevin again, if we played in Europe again now, we would go deep. What do you think? Um. Well, I've, I've said previously that I still worry slightly about the team because of the way we set up. I don't think teams will get after us more in Europe, and it's whether we can stand up to that. But uh, 
He needs to leave the bakery lane, Ross. You need to. Uh, it's just that, Che. I can't help it. It's that, Che. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good point, Ross. That's a good point. It'll be very exciting. Aye, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think there's going to be there's going to be other signings brought in in the summer, obviously, and I I think we do need to add to the team. And once we see who's who's can he sort of been brought in, we can gauge it a bit better. But if you were if you're looking at if you just for talking sake included Carter Vickers and Jota and and the the team for next season, and you you were just going in with the team we've got the now, then I think at Celtic Park. We, the way we're playing now, uh, the the confidence. I think we can give most teams a game at Celtic Park, and I would. Uh, I don't know if it's just Ange Postecoglou. He certainly just he, he has you believing. It's like I don't know what the players must feel like because at times, I think to myself, he could take us to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and, and I don't know why I think that because every sinewy me. <laughs> Get the fuck, man. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. <clears throat> ah, fuck it. <laughs> hey. uh, but I don't know why I think that. Show, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why I think that because every sinew in my body that knows anything about football, like, says, like, Celtic can't get to that stage of the Champions League. But Ange has you believing it, and it's—I think he'll have the players believing it. It's whether they can do that—that's the question. But for me, if you're asking me what a successful season in Europe or a successful campaign in Europe next season would be—I mean, if we got to—if we got through the group and got to the last sixteen, that would be an incredible achievement. But I right agree. now, with the team that we have, I would take third place, go into the Europa League. And try and make a bit more of an impact in it. I'm not saying go to the final because it, it's very hard to do, and you can't take nothing away from them. But there was you you element, that, element of luck to get. I was just going to say that, John. I that was, my, was right in the top of my tongue, um, <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> but uh, I, I think uh, if they can get into third place get in the Europa League and give a good account of themselves in the Europa League I'm no predicting what round but aye I would be happy with that I think it's realistic uh, and then obviously you still want to do your thing your thing domestically and get certainly the league title and after that as again a bonus because we've got into this sort of mindset now where we just think we're going to have a, a clean sweep in, in the league we've, we've normalised trebles we have done for a number of years we didn't get the treble this year because it's a very difficult thing to do I've touched my nose again but hey ho <laughs> there's Willie I don't know <laughs> <laughs> ripping with paranoia it's not even I'm done just that anyway that's my thoughts <laughs> I, 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 I get what you mean I think that is a realistic type of run in Europe get far in the Europa League and obviously kind of put the club, as Francis said, the reputation back intact again. And when the Tim comes in here, William, I think this is a great point to kind of finish the European segment on. He says, Rogers had us playing good attacking football, a strong team, and we got thumped in the CL because he wouldn't change his tactics. <clears throat> Do you think that could be a concern if 
it's not tweaked, or are you just happy enough just being announced, just going for it? Um, no, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, great point, mate. Uh, Andrew's not going to change his tactics, so. <clears throat> but um, it's a totally different style to Brendan Rodgers. I'm hoping it's going to be successful because Rodgers obviously wasn't successful. But uh, totally different style. I reckon if we get it, teams teams don't like being under pressure. Uh, I think that the I think that the European adventure this season wasn't as negative as everybody thinks. Um, it was a massive transitional period we were at. Um, <laughs> massive transitional period when we were sitting, even in Europa League, we were scoring goals for fun. We scored like two or three goals per game. We were going at, I know every game finished 4 3 or 3 2 or getting beat, but we were going at teams playing attractive football Angie's way. And I totally agree with the boys. We're a far more established side now. Um, the squad of players, as I got a far better understanding of the way Angie wants to play football. And I think it's going to be effective. Um, a few more additions to the club as well, and we're going to look even, even more. Pardon me. <laughs> ah, did I? Did I miss something? <laughs> no, I was ready to say something, sorry, just went. Oh, pardon me. I thought, I thought, I thought it sounded totally loud for me. You still need to get the mics half the thingy when you. <laughs> you need to get else so that nobody hears what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, we're going to look very electric going forward, and, and and the team at the back obviously looks far better than it did back then because we're, we're more established, more understanding of the, the way Ange wants to play. Um, nothing more. I've got nothing more than mega excitement, <laughs> mega excitement for next season. This has become a fucking farce. I show by the way. <laughs> I'm putting in a transfer request. Any other Celtic players out there that are looking at Sunday? Just uh, 20 minutes of your blooper show right there. Just take this last 20 minutes get, of this. Get a serious heat on. Weekend. Wired at the weekend. So, aye, to summarise, <laughs> no that nobody's fucking listening to anything. I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, I'm listening. I'm listening, kid. Hail, hail. <laughs> uh, right. no, it's not the exact same as me when I was talking about it. It was just, you just keep up, okay? Well, fuck it. Move on. I love, how, I love how we've got to the end of the season show and just give up. <laughs> just went rogue. Like, fucking party time. Just that, all kind of went, ah, because, like, <laughs> the, 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 it's been sealed, the league title, it's over, the race is run, and we're champions, and you're just like, ah, just yeah. relax, yeah. man. Definitely. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the league and the start of the league. Ross, will come back to you for this one. Bit of a shaky start. Three defeats in the first six games. People start to question Ans Postacoglu. But during that run, in terms of your own personal experience, how did you feel? Um, well, I mean, you, you never enjoy losing games. It's, it's just You just want to win every game. It's what, what Celtic are all about. But for me... Well, when when Ange first got the job, right, I I I, I said throughout the oh, say, man. I said throughout the the summer before Eddie Howe basically shot the bed, I said that I believed that Celtic could still win the league because it's been done before in a, a short window where you've sort of rebuilt the team, uh, and then when Eddie Howe didn't come, I thought. Right, this is going to be it's going to be really tough now. Um, 
and then Ange comes in, you know nothing about him. You start to get that slight panic, but then he comes in and he does his first press conference, uh, and right away, I was I, I took to the guy straight away. I believed everything he was saying, and my mindset for then changed. I, I believe. I'm not going to say. I, I fully believed in him, but I, I believed every word he was saying. Like you just, you, you just get that vibe, and and he gave me that vibe. And even after we lost three and one three, we hadn't won away from home. I never panicked. I knew there was loads of time left in the season, but like it was like Anne should said, we needed to be perfect after that. And at that point. I'm not saying I thought we were going to win the league, but you, we said it all the way right up to December. We just need to stay stay in touch with them, stay in touch. And we've done that. <laughs> we've done that. Uh, and <laughs> I'm getting absolutely roasted tonight. Like. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> uh, but aye, we, we, we just needed to stay in touch. And then when we, we, we got our chance, when the chance, like, when the chance came along, we pounced on it and, and we never looked back. But after the first six games, I, I never panicked. I still believed that we could do something. And I'm not saying I was right because I, I'm no mystic Meg or that, but it, it prevailed that we... Unlike somebody we, in this panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never never panicked for one second because I could see... What the team was doing, what they were, what the team was trying to do, and what they were trying to become, and the way the football, the early games, like I, I think it was Dundee and Saint Mirren uh, at Parkhead, we, uh, and even the the game against Hearts in the Cup, we absolutely destroyed. That it was three two. We destroyed them that day, and we took the. Yeah. We were. I don't know even know if we took the foot off the gas. I think it was just we were trying. We couldn't keep that tempo going. But we've now started to be able to do that <laughs> eh, further into the season. But I just the way that was early in the season. I can mind being at that Hearts game and sitting talking to the guy next to me and saying, "I love the way this team's playing football. It's it's so exciting." And he was in total agreement. Guys round about, everybody was like, "You, you could just feel like it was it's great football we're playing." And I'm the same as Wally. Like Ange is quickly becoming my favourite, and he's not done. He's not won as much trophies as other managers have, but he's yep. early in his he's early in his uh, tenure. But aye, it's just different about the guy. He's he's becoming my favourite ever Celtic manager, and people aren't wrong when they say there's vibes of Jockstein. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people have said that when it first came out. Obviously, people are kind of being like, "Ah, oh, ways up," but you kind of see that more and more as the season's on, especially William, as he kind of took the Celtic that connection and. I kind of alluded to it and when we're doing the title kind of party podcast and him and his family, <laughs> do you know what I mean? His wife, his two kids and he was going up to, I think it was uh, Tom Rossi's kids squeezing his cheeks and all. It was just, it was great to see And Brian Moorier comes in here, William, with a great point saying, to be fair, Anne's they out from the, the get-go, a clear picture, a clear structure and a clear path to where he wants to go. The panty wetters hit the panic button after six games. Was it a question for you yourself just to kind of re- remain calm and focus on the process, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I always do. I feel like I'm the positive yeah. one on this. <laughs> um, I said, I, I was on a podcast we did right after his first interview, the the media uh, that Ross was alluding to, and I said to you that day, I felt like 
this is when the whole Ange pillow came round because I felt like it was like a big Ange maternity pillow with his face on it, just wrapping his arms around me, just saying to me, listen, it's okay. I've got your club now and I'll look after it. And, I'll, and I just instantly, all that stuff for last season just went right off my shoulders and I just thought, yeah, he's got he's, he's got us here. And ever since, every interview since, every game I've watched since, I've still felt that way. He's like, don't worry, listen, don't you stress about it. You go and enjoy your day, enjoy your working week. I've got this handled here. And seeing Saturday, you'll be coming loving life again. Don't you stress about it. I've got this. And, uh, That's brilliant. And, 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 and ever since, like that that comment is, is bang on. When we've had lows, he's came out and says, like, what are you talking about? I was <laughs> just rossing. This may be right again, eh? Poor. Um, every... <laughs> Every time we've lost, he's been the exact same humble way as when we've won. There's no been any change in his demeanour because he knows we're going to have lows and highs, and um, it's just it's it's just a, been a perfect match ever since he's set foot. The fact that he's he's got a history with the club and, and previous who's fucking flicking bottle tops now. What's going on in this place? Flicking. <laughs> 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 Fuck aye, aye, aye. Family man, magic for Celtic. Perfect match. Yeah, I mean, John, coming to you. I mean, the, the league. I think Brown Warrior again. He's making great points here, saying I've been following Celtic for over forty years. These things take time, patience, but unfortunately, social media is instant, and too many are fighting and the first to comment rather than take their time. I think that's a great point. And coming to you about it, uh, me possibly look thinking back on the podcast. I was a bit harsh. I have to admit because. I think I was kind of saying at that point, I don't really see a clear identity the way we're going. It's not good enough. Only three wins in six games. Again, as always, I made the heat, heat my words. But what's your opinion? Because I know you kind of, the social media side of things you don't like sometimes. No, I hate it. I get myself, <laughs> ro- I get myself, ro- <laughs> ro- I can't help it. I think it. it's funny that Stephen's saying there, and we're talking about, like, I don't know why I let too much on, but talking about the reaction pods or watch-alongs. Stephen's not getting any one of them because he'll get blacklisted for YouTube because he's uh-huh. half his fucking banger. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards he comes in, he goes, "Ah, oh, no, you're right, you're right." <laughs> very true, very true. Right. Uh, what was your question? Oh my god! <laughs> no, listen. Uh, I think social media. What social media has done is like Brown Water says. People are too quick to then make comments and it's given everybody the ability to just speak their mind instantly without giving it too much thought or that, right? And <clears throat> you, if you think as well, for the past, well, since the turn of this, the millennium, we, we've, Celtic have been dominant and it's like, you're spoiled almost to an extent, I think, and Celtic fans probably feel that because you're used to success. Um, and we, we have uh, this thing where it's, it, the slightest bit of things start to turn on its head and things maybe didn't look so bright, then we're quick to sort of jump the gun. And uh, yeah, social media harbours extreme knee-jerk point of view. Exactly. And people are quick to make judgment and, and say things. I mean, we've seen it all season. You see it about players as well. Like, just because, like, was it, everybody was writing after Jacko Marcus straight away after they missed that, that penalty. Yeah. And yeah. everybody was on his back straight away. The guy had literally just... I can't like, it he's just in the <laughs> uh, And you've got... If you go back to the start of the season, right, and like you've mentioned, 
Ange, because he came in, he was relatively unknown. He was still in the rebuilding process. And at the start of the season, losing three games in six, obviously, you're a bit concerned. You're worried because you're like, is this a sign that things are maybe going to take a lot longer than we maybe thought? Or is this a kind of trajectory that we're on? And and is that going to be the sort of, is that the theme that's going to be throughout this season? But for the, we stuck by him and I think he's proved to everybody that he's he's a world-class coach. And it's not just a case of his tactics and what he's sort of drilled into these players. This whole we never stop thing. For the very first, remember that training video that yeah. came out right at the start of the season? And he was mic'd up and people were even laughing at him then. Like, we never stop, we never stop. And people were taking digs at him then. The Scottish media, who I fucking hate, were taking <laughs> digs at him. Or, or being continued to take digs at him. And... He shot everybody right up, and like I say, for the for for Oyers who stuck kind of stuck by it, and it's like you've seen the sort of fruits of the work he's done. And by the way, the market it's not just the fact that he's done it. Signing players is one thing, but getting people to play a certain way is another thing. But see, making players better for me, that is the most important thing. If you can take players that are already within the setup and make them better, like Rogers done it, and we know how good a coach Rogers is. And the fact we've seen Anstey at Calmax came on leaps and bounds, man. He's 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 took it to a whole new yeah. levels. Ralston is he's a complete. He's, he's like a new player himself. He's a new signing himself. He's been a, he's been a revelation. And you can just see the guys that he's got run about him. He's molding them into something, and he's he's bringing out their potential. And that for me is just as important as everything else that he's done. So, I. I did, it, if the way things were and the way things are now and the traject- the trajectory that we're on, aye, exactly. When it, 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 it's everything that he's touching is turning to gold, and it, it, he's he's been absolutely incredible. And anybody who says otherwise is just no watched a single game hours this season. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, John. Some great points. And Franny coming to you, you're sitting there like having like come on, come to me. Paul C comes in here saying, I lost belief when Lennon refused to walk and all treating us like mugs compounded with how turning us. I was wondering where do we go from here? What a transformation on the runs. Started yeah. the season shaky, but again, the process does took over, didn't it? It was one of the ones, Stephen, you either believed in the process or you didn't believe in the process, but I think the fickleness of a football fan was showed a lot at the start of the season how it was a new team. <laughs> we were all saying it was uh, like a rebuild and stuff, but then you get a couple of bad results, and you want you want to accept it being a rebuild. It was uh, it was just oh, it's, this is no good enough and stuff. But like I was similar to the guy. Like I wasn't. I was probably ignorant to Ange and just didn't believe. I was like, what's the point? And like it was not. What's the point? I just I wasn't confident in Ange. Then obviously after his first interview, I was. I kind of sort of started hanging on every word with him. And so I was almost, I kind of went a wee bit back ass with him where it was like, I would not, I was, didn't matter what he's doing. I was always believing in him. I was always thinking. <laughs> Barkas, love it, love it. <laughs> but I kind of went that, I kind of went that way with, way with him, but at least I just kind of backed up because I was Barkas and Tim and only three games left to, to jump off the train. But I just, it was one of the ones where you were winning with the games you were winning. You could see there was a way you wanted to play, and it was an exciting way to play. So it was like you were just sitting there going, "We just need to see this through." Like the boy said, "Get to Christmas, hopefully still be in touch." Then he's got another transfer window to bring some more guys in. It was all about just being in touch, just stick by him, and he's shown that it's 
so it's just it's exciting times ahead, Stephen, just to see what's going to happen with this guy in terms of the club. Yeah, it's it's see, actually immense. See what you're saying, Franny was saying there about identity. Like I, I look at it right, and I, I try and think a Celtic managers down well, safe Martin O'Neill, right for talking mm-hmm. sake. But you look at Martin O'Neill, you look at Brendan Rodgers, you look at Gordon Stratton, uh, all these guys, they, they were good managers for Celtic. But you never fully like thought this is the way we're going to play and we're going to stick to it and that's it. It's it's it was never ever like that. They they did adapt and that that's good as well. But the, the game's moved on. And I look around like sort of world football the now and you look at and I'm not saying he's as good as these guys, right? No for a second, but I'm just doing a comparison of identities. You look at Klopp, you look at Guardiola. These two guys have got a clear identity how they want to play and they never ever change for it. Not once. Because they, they believe and obviously they've got world class players as well, which helps. But even like Pep's Barcelona team, it was a, a clear identity in how they wanted to play and they never changed for it. But you look at I try and think of other teams round about and I can't think of any that you go, that's how they're playing, that's how they want to play, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's it. Ange brings that to the table and I think we've got a top class manager I'm not saying he's at the level of, again, like, I want to reiterate that he's at the level of Guardiola Klopp, Klopp, I think Klopp's the best manager in the world Guardiola's brilliant but I think Klopp is the best in the world, but Ange I, I just, again, the identity I think he's right up there in terms of no refraining for what he wants to do I, I think he's he's got that identity. Just I, I just love it, and, and we're going to keep. And I, I worry about Europe because we we can't sort of adapt, or we're not going to adapt, if you like. But then at the same time, you look at it. I, I think at times throughout the season, Celtic have adapted. Yeah. Because at, at the start of the season, it was pure gung ho all the way. <laughs> But then I think Ange recognised that so we need to be... And don't get me wrong, we still go for teams. But I think then other times when people have said we've faded in the second half or whatever, I don't think it's fully that we've faded. I think it's, right, OK, we've, we've got ourselves in a position here. We'll just manage the game. I, th- I think he has adapted slightly, but that identity still remains throughout. Yeah, it's like, what? what is up? Do plan A better, isn't it? That kind of thing, just the way he's adapted his style for the season. Even in European games, it was kind of gung-ho, but he kind of tailored off in the end. We got some but good that, results coming that, in that group. That comes back into the signings he's made as well, because if you look at the fact, yeah. you, you like Ross says, the way we're playing, it's not a case of, I think towards the latter end of the season, you could start to see some players getting tired, but given the way we've been playing all this year, that was, I mean, that's fully expected. But what I love about Ange as well is the, the players that he's recruiting only just... Like he's he's think he's he's one st- he's two steps ahead, one step ahead, three steps ahead. Because <coughs> you've now got players or the park who you can t- take them off and replace them with somebody with fresh legs who's able to do the same job at the mm-hmm. same level. And it's like you say, it's like a K- when Kyogo got injured, Jakumaka stepped in. He's been phenomenal, and you can start either one of them, and you trust both of them are going to score goals. There's no case of we're playing somebody who's going to be kind of off the boil, or he's not going to score, or whatever the case is. 
But and, and like you, that front three, that front line, you've got Jota who can play left if he signs, he can play right. You've got Maeda, Kyogo, they can all play across that front three. And it's, he's able to rotate and switch them. I've said it a number of times. The, the depth in the team that he's brought in and the fact that that's what's exciting as well coming into this. Take that. Cheers, Tamaloy. Take that all day. Brilliant. Uh, Tamaloy, love it. Cheers. The, 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 what's exciting is coming into this and a new transfer window and that and, and we, we've already made comment on Loyal Son but then his network of contacts that he has the, the players that are going to be available to us with the extra money that's coming and just potentially going to be building we, we could field an entire separate 11 and still be extremely competitive at this point and that, that's what's exciting for me because we know compared to where we were last year it was just Absolutely mentally. Somebody says in the comments, you players out of position, you come back and defend people all over the place. He didn't know where to play them. There was no sort of structure. There was no, you weren't showing confidence in somebody to be able to do a particular job when you had options available. And it's aye, one of the biggest things is definitely that for me, for Ange. Yeah, 100%. I can just say, we're 53 minutes in, and I will let you guys in the comments know we're nowhere near finished yet, so you yeah. might buckle in, get, get, get more drinks out on the on the table or whatever, get them open. I get might need to get more drinks. And have a celebration of us. I can also say thank you to everyone. We hit 900 subscribers during the day today, and that's absolutely fantastic for us, and we're on our journey to 1,000, so, so keep that going, keep the interaction going. Our own wee community is growing, they're talking to each other, having debates, and it's fantastic to see. Now, I was going to touch upon more games, but obviously, we'll kind of fast forward past the, the Derby defeat that was covered kind of under the, the first three games and stuff like that. We remained October undefeated, which was fantastic. The Livingston game, when we drew Nelly, Jack and Marcus, missed that penalty. I want to kind of touch on that, and I'll come to yourself, Francis, first. Ah, uh, another missed the- game. But the significance of the game, that's what I'm saying. That result, the Celtic fans were not up in arms, but Yakimakos is getting criticised. The team is getting criticised. Did you kind of feel the worst for the league title then? I'm not too, because it was still early enough and you weren't way behind in the league, Stephen. Yeah, it was a decent. Like, by accounts, it wasn't a great performance. And you got a penalty out of nothing, right, right the death to actually to get to get something out of the game. And I think the nature of Jack Amakis' penalty maybe frustrated a lot of folks. It was sort of a lazy, sort of a Berbatov style way, hot at Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey esque. By the way, it was Aaron Ramsey esque. <laughs> he he hot that so lazy. Carson, I don't know why you're ducking the camera faces this way. It was just it was a lazy lazy hit penalty, but this was a guy I think he'd scored about so maybe about around about ten penalties a season of four or something. He'd scored a fair yeah. few penalties a season of four. So it was a guy that was obviously clearly confident over the ball, but it was just one of the it. ones. It pro- no, I shouldn't know when Juranovic because Juranovic was still on the park at this point, eh? There's a big thing in the pod after that talking about it because we were like, aye. he's a penalty taker, but then Ange did afterwards that no, when Gio's on the park, he's the penalty and I, taker. And I think that's aye. great for Ange. It just shows a, a level of the, uh, character that Ange has. He's taking the pressure right off of Jack and Marcus. It's like, this was my choice. It wasn't a, an on the, on, the, on the field sort of face, spur of the moment type thing. It was, this was my choice. If Jack and Marcus was on, he's taking the penalty. So, and I think without sort of uh, remembering back I, 
I'm not trying to go to say I didn't write Jack and Marcus off with them, but because I possibly, I possibly did. Just again, the fact you probably did. And then two seconds later, you didn't. Ah, uh, just the, the fickleness of a football fan. It's just what you're I remember back. I can remember thinking you and Stephen were really, really harsh on him. Ah, uh, I, I possibly was. I possibly was, and it's just yeah, it seems you'll... to be yeah, seems to you'll... be the nature for for uh, me and Stephen. However, really after <laughs> the the day well, so. <laughs> and that's why I come to you first for the horrible stuff. I but still. <laughs> but uh, I think it was, in hindsight, it looks like a pivotal moment because I think more because of Angie's interview after it, where he said we need a near perfect season from here on in. I think it was that game after that game he, he said that statement, and apart from a few draws after that, that's we had a perfect season. So I think, I think the level, the Livingston games. Pivotal just simply for Angie's comment after it. Doesn't happen here, does Danny not, Boy. Does not surprise me, mate. Please, <laughs> please, guys, when you go into that podcast, <laughs> behave. You're representing. But <laughs> 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 I mean, Franny, you made some great points, and William, you're 100 right. Me and Francis. Sorry, said, can I, just go, before you, just before you go on, uh, John, John, are we can it's your birthday, but then they go mental here, right? <laughs> Nah, I just want to answer. <laughs> Kevin, everything should be up to date now, mate. Um, I don't know. John's been a lazy bastard. But... Let's be honest with each other here, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Freddy's two un- unfiltered stellars down. Fighting heads on. Unfiltered stellars, lethal, by the way. Gives you confidence like nothing else. I can't with his off stage. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Let's not try and pretend. Listen, I apologize. Listening. I apologize for people who listen out with YouTube and like <coughs> any other platforms because I haven't updated it in a wee while. It should be fully up to date now and it will be going forward. This one will be up tonight. Uh, but I didn't promise things that you can't keep up to John. It'll be fine. It'll, it'll, it'll be William, done. when it's up. You you are hundred percent right. <laughs> Me and Franny yeah, and yeah, that next pod, we went in two footed and Yak and Magus. The result was a bad result in all honesty. Obviously, you're thinking back then the league title was still up for grabs, and I remember it was we were six points behind at that point, was it? Something like that. Have a good holiday, Lanky. Sorry. Who who were you talking to, Steve? William. He's not not the answer, but he doesn't. I can't mind. (laughs) But that game, that penalty kick. Did you think the the question used to the name Ken? What the last points total is, and you're wanting me to know how many we were behind in (laughs) fucking. But that game, how did you feel? How did you feel? Come on. I was, you know me, I'm positive, man. I was just like, and by the way, that I, I was on the pod that we used to, I think that I'm getting increasingly frustrated because I thought I thought we played brilliant that game. We could have scored a barrel of the goals. Levy were just, just defended with, the, with everything they had. And they, 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 they had a game plan and executed it to perfection. And it was just one of the games where we could have played for another hour and we weren't going to score. Move on. What happened after that? We just pumped everybody. Just believe in Ange, man. Very true. That's the end of the podcast, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm just going to mute my mic before we want to talk about the Scottish Cup game with Rangers beaters, all right? <laughs> but, Ross, I mean, you do look back in, in the games, and we're going to obviously touch upon some big turning points like Dingwall and Ralston's 97-minute winner and stuff. But looking back in that game, it was a messy result. The reaction again on social media was over the top. 
me and Clune, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit off the cuff, and William's 100% right. My reaction is when we get a terrible start, it's quite, quite hitting the roof, like, and it takes me a couple of days to calm down. But in that it's game, for you, you're on the pitch on, <laughs> on the pitch, Yakimakis on the pitch, maybe the, the wrong choice there, wasn't it? Um, well, I, I remember I missed the start of that game. I think, I, I think I'm sure it was a Saturday. I was working on Saturday and uh, I came back and mm-hmm. was not far at Oh, how are we doing, Phil? Uh, but I came back for work and sat down to it. And right. after about 10 minutes, I'm looking at it saying to myself, this is this has got to be one of the games. Livy are just... We've broke the duck now, obviously, but we were going through that period where we just couldn't... We couldn't get a result against them, or or a win. And uh, I, when Jake Marcus hits that penalty, I was furious. I, I thought because it was a penalty. I don't remember. Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of the ones where you got a penalty. At nothing. It could easily not have been a penalty, but the defender makes a huge mistake. But then for Jake Marcus to hit it and. I just what I say, I never wrote him off before that or after that. I've I've always believed that he, he, whatever he brought, anytime I've seen him before he started banging goals, I thought he could he could do something for us. But <clears throat> he misses that penalty, and I remember just launching the remote control <laughs> off uh, off the wall, and Sharm was like, "What are you, what, man? Like, what are you doing?" And I'm like. It's just, just totally lost it. Juranovic, we all know he should have had that penalty. And just took the flak for, or took the the, the sort of heat off of Giacomacus to an extent. But there's no way that he was the penalty taker. I think we all know that. Because I don't think, has he took one since? I don't think so. No, I think Juranovic has taken one since. Aye, because he's cool as a cucumber and he should the have funny thing it, is, but... The funny thing is, if Juranovic hits that penalty and misses it, there's no an uproar like, no, I know. It's because it's, uh, he's, he's not even uh, scored for the club yet. He's not uh, scored for Celtic yet. Uh, I think he scored, game... scored like a couple of weeks before or something in St. Well, I would argue that, kid. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, scored in his, he scored in his debut, so... I'll uh, not argue that. Get what I'm like. Where's Tony with the quiz, man? Uh, <laughs> no... But, He'd be um, like, well, actually, he scored in the 34th minute of the... Of the, <laughs> against, of the, the Deflected the, off the Albert kid. <laughs> and in fact, it was the first goal since 1982 that we scored from the 34th minute in that corner uh, <laughs> of the stand. I see some review, by the way. Oh, my God. We are reviewing them. What the fuck was that? I've never had another review. I'm not being here, man. I love you, Tony. Aye, <laughs> but John, I mean, Ross, Ross Covenant for Gallant doesn't only talk about it. No, no. So <laughs> at, the, at that point, when he misses that penalty, I've lost the plot. But I, I still, when, when the dust kind of settled a wee bit, I, I still believe that we weren't out of the title race. But that weekend, I'm pretty sure, if memory serves me right, that um, I, I'm sure Rangers dropped points that weekend. And I, I, I was ah, saying, to my, I was, uh, I was saying, like, th- these are the moments we have to capitalise on because we're behind, and we didn't that weekend, and it brought a, an element of doubt into your head. But I still believed. <laughs> Holy rap! 
Ah, God, man. I still I believe that we... Aye, I still yeah. believe that we could... We, we, were, we were in the title race, but we, aye, we, have, we had to cap. Make a break. Like, at the end of the season, if you lose by two points, you're looking at these sort of fixtures. And of course thinking, you are. Oh, I think we said that at yeah. the time. Aye. aye. Yeah, and John, I mean, this is a great point from Kevin Fourteen, kind of alluding to that. Hand on my heart can say I've been 100% behind Taylor, Starfelt and TZ all season. Now, after that penalty <laughs> miss in that game against Livingston, can you say the same? No. I've not been behind Taylor all season. I'm <laughs> oh, no. Jack Amagas. Listen, I back Jack Amagas. I don't think we were ever on his back after that Livingston penalty thing. And like I said, like I said earlier, he it, it was only just... Do you know what I mean? Like it, Just admitted it, eh? Aye, but he just he fucking he came on, he took a penalty, he missed it. That's it. People go on his back, and it happens, man. The best players miss penalties sometimes. It's it doesn't. See if it had been in the the first minute of the game and he missed it, and you probably wouldn't have been as angry. But because Aye. it was the last minute and it was nil nil, he shouldn't have had the penalty. That's I think that's where the anger stemmed from. But sorry, to cut in there, John. On you go, no, no, kid. The floor is right. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but I mean you're right, and you make a good point. It's, it's it, it, I think that there was just an element of frustration that crept in, and people were jumping on his back. But that's what when, when we talk about there's an element of fickleness within the fan base, and it, it's we're quick to judge and we're quick to jump on people's back. And it's it's a case of like we need to be patient. It wasn't a great result coming out of that as we a draw. We, we'd obviously we we failed to get the points that we needed or, or we were looking for and it could have been a turning point in the season but again you have to have faith in the team and, and like you said as long as you're within touching distance and as long as you're still being competitive you're still in with a chance and we knew that there was still a long way to go in the season at that point there's still the potential for them to drop points we still had to play them a number of times so we could have clawed it back I think it was too quick to, to, to be making judgments and, and, and stuff like that but Aye, it it just goes to show though, like I said, it, it, again, that was a little bit earlier in the whole Ange sort of revolution, the, the, the way we're changing, the way we're playing. Teams were setting up purposely and just sitting back. Teams are coming, playing us now and they're happy to go away with a draw. They're playing for a draw. They're no, many of them looking to win. They're, they'll catch us, they'll, they'll hit us on the counter if they see an opportunity, but they don't. I think if they, call, if they, if they play us and they come away with a point, it's, it's a good result for them. And yeah. teams don't want to open up the back against us because we'll punish them and we've proven it, we've shown it. And yeah. I, we're going to see the same next season. It's going to be tough. We're going to go to places like Dingwall. We're going to go to places like Livingston. We're going to see them sort of defend. They're going to be compact. They're going to de- they're going to be tight. They're going to. It, 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 we just need to just keep doing what we're doing, applying pressure, and the goal will eventually come. Sometimes it will. Sometimes it won't. Like Ross said it earlier, it's like you could have played that game for another hour and we would never have scored. That's the, teams have their days. Some days you can't win. Like I know we had an invincible season under Rod. I was going to say you can't win them all, <laughs> but you can. It's just a <laughs> case. <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I meant domestically. <laughs> Bye. Uh, you get the point I'm trying to make. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, Aye, we all do. Just fan of just snob. But I mean, look, <laughs> you look you look at our record though. I mean, since the first three losses, we went on an unbeaten run. It's like we might have dropped points in a couple of draws because teams defended really well against us and we couldn't break them down. Or ninety minutes, that's going to happen from time to time. Uh, but for for the majority, you're, you're looking at it. You're going right. Well, we've still no lost a game in 33, 34, whatever how many games it was. 
Yeah. And that that's the difference. And and you've seen that. As long as we're doing our job and we continue to do our job, then we'll be fine. Yeah, 100% agree. And we all know we kind of had to remain perfect after that result. 31-32 domestic games unbeaten with finish of the season. And Francis, I'll come to yourself with a bit of mm. brightness in, in the day here. <laughs> the first trophy we lifted on the Rams post the Coglu was the Scottish League Cup 2-1 <laughs> victory against Hibs. Come on, let's feel it. The relief from last season, the atmosphere, the fans, the players, the Magician Kyogo, the floor's yours, big man. I can't bear to talk about that game, Stephen. I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what a day it was! What a day it was just, and it it was probably one of the one of the games that when you start believing properly in Angie's Angie's system, because you, you're actually seeing not only you're getting results from it, but you're actually picking up trophies from it, and maybe some of us like obviously have scored uh, first in it, and then obviously. Kyogo just strikes strikes back lastly for kickoff like Carl McGregor plays a nice wee pass over and that touch and finish is absolutely ridiculous oh. so good like two goals in a cup final like I've never I, I'm trying to think of cup finals just not even just Celtic but two goals that were so good in a cup final and it, it's hard to actually think about to, to try and Thinky games where there was similar finishes for one player and stuff, but I think Kyle showed showed how good it was a good a player he was in that final. Like the lob and everything just to take again, it was an early an early ten to free kick early and he just lobbed it over the keeper and it, it showed similarities to sort of Van Jansen's season how we were going through a sort of a, a sticky sort of patch just to kind of we we're, were staying in touch with Rangers and obviously <coughs> got to the got to a cup final and then winning a cup final early on in the season you get that buzz about winning a trophy and stuff and it just helps you kick on for the season because the players are probably sitting going I, like, I really like this winning winning the cup and stuff or I, wanted, I want to get more of this and yeah it was just an absolutely great day and I had a, a very sore head the next day at work <laughs> I think we all did we were all kind of on the sauce that day and William I think it's, it's a fair point to hear that uh, cooking with uh, Chef Dia, uh, again, pronunciation, oh, for whatever. For God's sakes. Two, Bloody two, die. Two Come green. on. Dia. <laughs> you can die every time you read, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. On you go. <laughs> Look, you, you see it, right? Two great goals and he wasn't even fully fit. Kyogo, the team was kind of, I mean, we were on an empty on that December period, but we managed again, I like champions do, to put a bit of silverware in the cabinet. Yeah, he wasn't even, as I said, he wasn't fully fit. And it's just the two goals were just exceptional. Um, for us to go to from from like properly deflated and in a matter of seconds, air cooking with chef, yeah, say, sorry, bud, Three yeah. letters, Stephen, th- and you still fucked it. <laughs> yeah, you just switched two letters about. Did you? <laughs> you go cockeyed when you start reading? Well, right. like, fuck off. Okay, go. That first, the, the first goal. See the first touch. It's like it's. If Messi or Ronaldinho did that, you'd be screaming about it for weeks and weeks. Take us right back in the game. Oh, I like that's dead. I Kevin fourteen. Bang on. <laughs> 
bang on. It's like an officer and a gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm nearly greeting. <laughs> and then uh, the second goal <laughs> as well. Officer and a gentleman. <laughs> Superb. Uh, they just, it just epitomises Kyle go all year. His, his movements from <clears> second to none. And when somebody finds him, the two finishes were just sublime. And for us to get that oh, trophy God. was... Uh, magic, like we said at the start of the season, we we're not expecting too much with this big transition. Oh boy, were we wrong? It was it's for that to start <clears> off, and then uh, weeks and weeks ago, I thought we were going to get a lot. I couldn't see anybody anybody beating us because we were electric. And and bear in mind that 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 stage in the season, we were. He's right. We were a bit depleted. This this is the point in the season where we were playing. I keep hanging on, but it's like Montgomery in the left. A bad up front and Juranovic in the right, and uh, and uh... Daniel Mack location. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the, the wee man comes in, not, like half fit, and does literally off. Oh, like sorry, that. well, all five of us are wearing massive headphones. Ah, he's talking about Ross. Ah, he's talking about me, Picasso. Here, I'm a painter. Right, yes. okay. <laughs> Give me a program, John, man. <laughs> I just seen the comment. I didn't get. I didn't get the context. Hey, go on, Willie. Go on, Willie. Oh, yeah. I, finished. I, finished. I finished four hours ago. Is that you done? Ah, I was done now. Fair enough. But I mean, you, you don't get. That's fucking. That's NSA's reviews. Us gone It's a fucking like. shambles. Told you it would be a train wreck, Stephen. Aye, is there meant to be well-respected podcasters? This is a fucking disgrace. But I tell you one thing. I tell you. Lady, the commenters, anyway. I tell you one thing, though. We're having a laugh. We're having fun. We're champions of Scotland. <laughs> so fuck it. Let's have Got fun, it. Ross. And again, the League Cup, the first bit of silverware. We're back, back on top, basically. I mean, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was class, and it, it was. I think we we all said it before we won the trophy that 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 could be the the sort of catalyst to push us on in the league. There's Tony boy. I love you, Maka. How you doing, kid? Hope you're having a good one. Um, aye, I, I I think that that beforehand we thought that could be the catalyst to push us on in the league again, which it proved to be. But um, the game itself, I think we sort of. We didn't play amazing until Hibs scored and then it clicked us into gear and it was like instant. How quick was that reply? We needed that because if it went on that wee bit longer then it gets really nervy. But the two guys, Cal Mack, absolute phenomenal player throughout the whole season, plays it over the top to Kyogo and only Kyogo could have pulled it out there like he did and smashed it in at the near post. There's no another player as much as we Love Giacomacus. Meanwhile, he's been on about how, excuse me, he really resonates with us and stuff. But there's no another player in the team could have scored that goal. And there's no another player in the team could have scored the next goal that he scored in that game. And no. it, it was, like Franny had said, two, two goals worthy of winning any cup final. And it, it, like you said, Stephen, that, that gave us the belief. And it, it it made us realise that we we can we can win trophies playing this way, and that's what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
I know this is I know this has gone all rogue, but someone has an echo. Does that news know? Oh wait a minute, yeah. Does this wait a minute? This is this is recorded. He can I'm watch this part. It's not an echo. I'm playing Paul Nutini's new song. <laughs> John doesn't know what that's called. <laughs> that's a cracker, by the way. Isn't it? That's a belter, mate. Isn't it? I know it's getting another one that is that's released for the album, but I'll I've not heard that. John, finish up the, the, the League Cup chat. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know where this is going, but go ahead. Ah, it was a superb goal, mate. Carry on. What was the other one? I don't know. What one are you talking about? The, the Kugos one, the winner. Kugos one? He scored the bacon on me, a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> right, John. You're drinking all day for your birthday, John. I've had a few, aye. Oh, you like it. I'm on it. Listen, it was a good game. We won a cup. <laughs> I'm buzzing. I'm happy. Let's go. Right, fuck. Right, move on then. No one give a fuck about that topic. Thanks hey, very much, boys. Sure fucking John. Leave on. Do you want me to just repeat the same thing the four other ones? <laughs> no, right, right. No, you can think, think outside the box. Exactly, Ross. A bit of fucking creative thinking. Doesn't go miss. Talk oh, about how, how epic the, the scenes were with the, the smoke and Kyogo and he's just a, uh, a legend and he's made for days like that and that, that background when he scored that, that goal and the pyros and it's all dark with the smoke and that, it was unbelievable. It was, tell you it what, was just, it was tell you what, a biblical, man. Doesn't he just paint hooses? He paints pictures in your mind. Oh. <laughs> right. January transfer window. I'm not finished yet, Stephen. I mean, oh, good. Nah, I'm only getting there. There you go. Dark green number is quality, isn't it? What's that? The cat. Ah, it's 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 decent, good, eh? Not a. Oh, where is he, Daniel? Not a chance for wrapping it up. We've still got a long way to go. So you're sitting there, buddy. For coming to you, John. January transfer window. <laughs> Done <me> transfer <laughs> I think I fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what John's saying. Me either. Is the cat house say? like a. Up, lads. Oh, is the cat house this. like a. Fuck this. Is the cat house like I'm a. Away, boys. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mate, I'm, I'm in an fuck episode of fucking SpongeBob. Your <laughs> <laughs> points, by the way. This is fucking <laughs> nuts. Right. Come on, Stephen. Start oh, hosting. Steve. Right. John. You gotta listen and not come through, people. Fucking hell. Right. January transfer window. Right. Brilliant window for Celtic. Right. Meda, Eruguzzi, Hatate. Did they make a final kind of contribution for the season in the league? O'Reilly. You cut it. O'Reilly, yes. I see. Aye. I think the the January window was, but I mean, you could say that was the turning point in the season because. We obviously you got you brought in extra guys, you strengthened in certain areas, and you got fresh legs, which I think at that point we were needing. There was, <laughs> right, oh, fucking hell! Oh, Stop bringing God. the comments up. I'm I'm getting a complex. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. so I I thought January was a turning point. I we, we made some fantastic signings. Uh, getting the like say. Oh, <laughs> And by and O'Reilly and I think O'Reilly, like we said earlier on, but Roderick being away, I think it was William that mentioned that he's going to be absolutely incredible for us, and I think we're really going to see him come into his own with a few season under his belt. 
Same way the the Japanese boys as well, Maeda, and the, I mean because we have to, they've been working their ass off for the come in, and they they've done, they've already they've done a full season in Japan, and then come here and done either a full season, half season Japan, full season here, or vice versa. And I think we have a wee bit of rest under their legs and coming back, they're going to be we're going to see them hit other another gear entirely. But I, I think that January was a very important window, and it, I mean, it, if it wasn't for the the extra guys we brought in, then I don't think we'd be in the position we that we're in at the minute. <clears throat> yeah, I hundred percent agree. And I think, frankly, I've seen somewhere. I think somewhere today, I've seen uh, I was an article. I think Seltzer here saying that Postecoglou knew that Roger was even in January. Obviously, nothing was disclosed then in terms of like media outlets or Celtic themselves confirming it. He's brought in O'Reilly, as John said. A full season under his belt. <laughs> He's going to be a fantastic addition. Hatate when he gets a rest. Dan Orowitz, who we had on for Sunday Live. Wax lyrical about him again, saying he has like the highest signal out of all the Japanese players. The, the, the signings that we made in January, fatal in the league, but fatal going forward. Oh, 100%. Because it was just the four boys that gave us that we sort of kick to keep going and just injected some more sort of a like a bit of energy in the team and stuff and obviously it's it's not really worked out for Adeguchi yet but mm. I mean he was obviously got got a, a bit of an injury and it's just it's the midfield three between it was it was Cal Mac Katati and O'Reilly or Rogic so it was it was hard to sort of to slot Adeguchi in and obviously Beaton having a good was having a good season as well but Maeda he, he had a I wouldn't say he had a tricky start but he had like it, it had a funny start in the sense that it was it seemed to find it was as if he was trying to sort of find his feet get used to the league, but he was still scoring goals or assisting. He was still con- contributing, and he just seemed to go out in that left. And then a couple of weeks later, it was like this guy's absolutely frightening. And he actually was really actually seen what he was actually all about when he when he got out in a position because it was it was kind of played <coughs> through the middle. I think out of necessity as well because. We'll, you wouldn't want to put too much on eh, Jackamacus because obviously Kyogo was was still not coming back, but so you only really had Jackamacus, so you wouldn't want to put too much on on him. But as soon as he went out left, it was oh, I was absolutely ridiculous. And Hatati has sort of the first four or five games, as if he was playing on adrenaline because like the Harps game, he was absolutely threat. The Hibs game, it was ridiculous. The Harps game was really good. The Rangers game, it was it was brilliant and equally. Excuse me, yeah, O'Reilly. He was, he was brilliant in that game. But I mean, obviously, we were, we were meant to be signing this that Australian boy, Riley McGreen stuff. So, <laughs> uh, John, he's not noticed because he's on it. I know, John, John, <laughs> John, John. I can hear you. I'm listening. I but look at the screen. I was saying the, the comment. Stephen's saying the comment. I saw the comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I. I'm replying to what, a very important text, what, sorry. What a blessing disguise was at, at shown that uh, Miley McGree knocking us back and we've just instantly went for Matt O'Reilly. That's a great point, 100%, mate. 100%, 100% really. What a blessing disguise that is. And, I mean, I know Willie will probably, I know he's just agreeing with me, but we disagree with me here, but he's also the best looking in the team as well. So it's, no, he's it's not. one of them. Ah, he is. a really good looking Mere to me, Matt. They gave us just that wee kick just to keep going. Keep going. With the one, with what I'm doing. 
<laughs> boys, keep it. Come on, boys. Get back on track here. Oh, stop Big... it in the comments up there, you fucking balloon. Big man's not talking about a council. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We're, we're, getting, we're getting fucked off here, by the way. <laughs> we're going to hate to go underground. <laughs> we're going to hate to go underground and be like passcodes to get people to listen in. I don't think I don't think we'll be getting invited back for the charity hang next week, next season anyway. It's not Bye. us, it's the the, the little monsters. Yeah, I think Franny made a great point, but um O'Reilly. <laughs> like was it Re- Riley McGree McGree or something? Mm-hmm. Aye. Uh, he signed for Middlesbrough. He was partly kneeled on to come to sell that he didn't. We've ended up with Maro Red Maro Riley. We've ended up with Hatate, Mieda, Edaguzzi. It was a fantastic window. I mean, O'Reilly and Mieda in particular, impressive, fantastic players. I, can, I would go as far as saying it's the best January window any football club has ever had. <laughs> but when you consider the, the, the type of players that were signed for the money we've signed them for as well. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, the market we're in. But I, the narrative I, I, is I, we've I spent be... millions, copious of amounts of millions of pounds. Sorry, why? Sorry, it's Willie's time. It's Willie's time, boys. On you go. No, I like it. What you saying? No, that that was that basically. I think O'Reilly. I think we could all be sitting here in three or four years' time, and we're all talking about who was the signing of the season or who's most important. I genuinely think we could be sitting here in three or four years' time saying that Matt O'Reilly's one of the best signings Celtics ever made in the past, however long. Ooh, I think, think so. Oh, I think he's, he's absolutely. If he can, if he can maintain the sort of levels he's shown this year, then I definitely. He floats about the park like Federer floats about a tennis court. It's effortless. There's never any. It's Doesn't never he look like, like he's trying, nah, It's just absolutely <coughs> effortless, and he can pick out a pass. Uh, I think him and Kyogo are going to work wonders together. Um, agreed. Um, Hingy. Maeda has been absolutely fucking unreal this year. I think Hatate is. I, like, I was. I think I was. Wasn't arguing with every, everybody in. You were close. And uh, the, the last, the last. You know what I'm going to say. The last uh, derby game, the league game, where everybody's screaming after ten minutes, get fucking him off. He's had it. And I'm like, will you leave this boy alone? The boy is absolutely. Forget what he did the first two or three games of the season. This is that's the player we've got. Listen, Messi doesn't turn up every I game. I believe, William, that you threatened to bottle someday. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> bad mouthing her party. The boy is absolutely, and like Dan, I think, well, we've got, we've got the expert on, and he's saying that this guy's the real deal, and I, and I totally believe it. I think he's going to be another unbelievable player, especially seeing that number eight role. We all talk about how Calmax, I think Calmax is the best player in fucking any role in the park, but. I think number eight is his role, but he he's, he plays as quarterback number six, and he does <coughs> unbelievably well. I think Hatati should nail down this number eight role. I think he's got he's got the ability. He can pass the ball. He he, he can score for range. He's he, he's tenacious. He gets stuck into tackles. He's no fear to get. I think he's a perfect number eight in there. And um, they two with O'Reilly in the number ten next season, I think, is a scary, scary midfield three with a, a full preseason under their belt and rest and. And all the rest, of it. it's got to the point where is I'm looking forward to this um, this summer window 
but I fell in love with all these guys that much that I'm like, I don't want anybody else to come in and take any of these guys to these guys' places. Um, the squad is in such a good place right now compared to what we had the, the start of this season or even the tail end of last season. We've been banging on about it. I've always said Edward and the likes turned up and they just had a start. They were in the starting eleven without anybody challenging them. They could turn up whatever week. This 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 team now, there's two or three players in each position fighting. And that's why we are where we are now, because everybody's fighting for their place and everybody's fighting for that shirt every week. Um I totally agree with the guys. January window totally changed their season. And see what you're saying there, Wally. Go for it, Ross. I was just going to say, he's talking about two or three players in each position. Angie's had two windows. No, even two full windows. Mm, He's a full January window and, what, half a summer window, maybe? Uh, Wow. I I honestly think, I think this summer's going to be more about who we can shift out the door. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then spend, I would spend big money on three, three players. I try and just get big money on Plus, plus Jota and Vickers. Aye, Jota and Vickers, aye. Get Jota and Vickers in and then McCarthy, Sorrow, all these, all these guys that are on the, the fringe, and then I would add three or four top quality players for like, like four or five million pound per player, like quality quality players. A decent number two. Aye, aye, hundred percent. I can also say Aye-o. again, I really appreciate the interaction in the comments. People sticking with us. I know it's a long episode, but as we all we warned you, end of season review can go on for. Quite a while, drinks and all are involved. People are a bit happy and having Good fun. Man, it's a celebration. Exactly, exactly. It's a celebration. <laughs> and Ross, come and do you here first for this. Wednesday, 2nd of February, night game, Parkhead, with Smash oh. Rangers up 3-0. Oh. Atate, as Willie said, he came in the first few games absolutely fantastic. Brilliant but game, turning point the season. Comes, you can talk to, come to me last because Lynn's floating about. I don't know what to say. That was a really right. good day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect time to come to France. Hi, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Ross? It was absolutely fantastic. A night game, a Glasgow Derby game. Aye. That, that game was unbelievable. That first half was possibly our best half mm-hmm. of football this season. You could argue Easter Road, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thought we were absolutely dynamite that night. Dynamite, and it, don't get me wrong, it helped that it helped that we got the early goal. It, it really did, and I thought he was phenomenal that night. Mal Riley came in; it was his first game against Rangers under the lights at Parkhead. But I mean, the team, the manager's performance, talk about it all day. The fans, man, the fans were unbelievable oh. that night. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I wasn't there, but even I, I said that I, I done the reaction pod to it, and I said then that even in the pub there was just a different feeling. It was off the back of Abada scoring in the last minute to give us the opportunity then mm-hmm. to beat Rangers at Parkhead and go top of the league for the first time in the season, and we grabbed it. We grabbed it with both hands and we never let it go quite quite clearly. But that night, Rangers didn't know what hurt them. I think no. I'm not saying they turned up and thought this'll this'll be easy for us, not not for a setting, because I don't think uh, Van Brookers would allow these players to do that. And can I just say by the way, I can't help but like that guy Van Brookers. <laughs> I, I hated Steven Gerrard, but see him, he's just a good football uh, guy. He's just a decent guy. 
And Can't Celtic wait to Rangers see the next got... 20 comments coming through. Oh, again, again. But Celtic and Rangers <laughs> have lost two, 10 viewers. Two, two <laughs> decent, very decent guys at the helm. But that game, again, they were they were phenomenal. And everybody, Ken Rangers played well in the second half against Celtic Cup. They won that. It's brilliant for them. But Celtic again, I think they they took the foot after well, took the foot off the gas. Ryan Jack came in for them and he made a wee bit of a difference. But Celtic had won the game in that first half, been absolutely outstanding. GVB was classable. Right. Uh, aye, they, they just blew Rangers right off the right off the park. Celtic knew that they could go top. That I've got an echo now. Aye, Celtic knew they could go top after that game and they just really, really destroyed Rangers that night. And there's something there's something different about Parkhead under the lights. That's why we in the past have done so well in big European nights and I think that night felt like a big European night. Even the disc that was the disco lights the first time where I I, I think they really played their part mm-hmm. like before before a ball was kicked. They were phenomenal, and that that game was. I don't want to say the turning point because there was other points in the season, but it was the it was the point where the positions changed hands, and Celtic just, for want of a better term, put their foot on the throat and kept it there. I think as well, like you make a great point, the whole kind of keep the. The foot and the, the throat, but then let them go. That first half, we dominated them, John. And someone came there in the comments saying this is the best uh, Glasgow Derby victory since Martin O'Neill and the 6 2 game. And we had the Rogers era. Did this game just feel different for you in terms of that? Because I certainly did have fought the atmosphere at night time, what it meant. Yeah. It was fantastic. There was something special about it. I think it's just the fact, I mean, we very, very rarely see, if at all, I mean, tell me the last time before that that we played them under the lights. It, 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 there was just something about that night and the fact Joe that... Joe Edley. Well, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. I, was I know, but it's just the way you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. No, <laughs> it was a rhetorical question, you prick. Um, <laughs> I rhetorically answered that. <laughs> but I mean, no, I mean, it, it definitely... It, there was something just about it. It was different. The, the atmosphere was different. It was... I think the feeling going into it as well. I think what made no, it so. Him. <laughs> what... <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. I'll just. What made it so? <laughs> now, what made it? What I think it what made it so special for us is that we um, we knew what getting the three points in that game what it meant for the season. So glad you done all that because never did I can't hear anybody. Was <laughs> I know that we know everything was. But I think that the, the, the we knew the importance of that game and how important it would Aye. be for the season getting the three points. And I Definitely, think mate. when you when you consider the the season we had before and the fact that Ange had come in and he was building this thing and we were starting to see it come to fruition, and then we come into this game, it's like we, we you just come into the new year. You, it was vital that these. I mean, it was exactly. crucial, and we were like. It was so so important that we 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 actually performed well in that game and gave a good account of ourselves. And not only did we do that, like I said, we completely dominated them. And when you add in the fact it was it, it was under the lights, the, the the atmosphere, the fans created the 
it was just it was incredible. So it's easy to say that it's up there with some of the best. I think the reason that is for me is like we're talking. We go back to like a six-two under Martin O'Neill and and all the games back then. Even it's like striking when McDonald scored that goal at, at Ibrox and, and Samaras where he rounds McGregor. Uh, oh, all the you remember all these games. And you, <coughs> I'm not saying you don't remember the games under Rogers, but we we gave them some trouncings, but it wasn't competitive then. No, we were far far better than them, and we were running away with everything. Every game you came into, you were more than confident we were going to win by at least two goals. You're not waking up with the butterflies in your tummy. And that's why you remember this game like you did O'Neill's and Strachan. It was, it was a statement game. And, 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 mm-hmm. aye, and it's the first time in however many years where we were lagging behind. And it was more... We were... I wouldn't say we were underdogs, but it was it was a must-win for us. And that's why it was important. And not only that, we absolutely blew them off the park, like everybody's saying. So that, I think that's why it was so important and why it sticks in the memory. Because we've had bigger... bigger um, Derby wins under Rodgers where we've absolutely annihilated them but like I say that was their team against them was night and day whereas now it's a lot more competitive and they're obviously competing now and they won the league last year and that's why it means so much more and we can all be fair like when they got relegated and put down in the third division we're all all laugh about it but it's not the same as what it is now I I like more in a Derby game when you get up and you've got the the butterflies that game was magic that night and you wouldn't hear the experiences if it was the same way it was, like that night when we were all out that night, Ross, Franny, and I was and John, it was absolutely magic. I've never felt like that in a long, long, long time, and that's including all the derby defeats with with Rogers because it meant so much more. No, it was just, it was just the, the, like you said. There's Ross touching it as well. Even the the pub that night, the, the, everything uh, about it was <coughs> it was different, and aye, it, that it, it mate. just. <laughs> So I mean, uh, but I, uh, I think that would like William perfectly said it, it. It was we. I think prior to that, under Rogers and stuff, we were used to we were dominant. We, you kind of we were expected to win. Mm-hmm. They weren't really a threat. But after last season and them taking the league title back, and the fact there was such a large points deficit, and they, then it's like their fans started this whole narrative and this rhetoric that. We were done. This was a shite team. Ange was going to be away by Christmas. Ange this, that, and the next thing. They, they, they thought they were going to completely blow us away this season again. So that February game, for us to win the way we did and put our stamp down and say, look, we're fucking here. We're not going anywhere. Leapfrog them in the league and then maintain that position. And that puts pressure on, that puts extra pressure on them then because they're like, shit, well, the, the, whether they want to admit it or no, they, they know that they're in for a fucking a challenge this season. And they thought they were going to walk it. So I, it, it, it's not a bigger result as previous derbies, but in terms of what it meant for this season mm-hmm. and what it meant for us as fans and, and, and mm-hmm. the statement it made, like I said earlier, it was a statement game. It, it was phenomenal. I think as well, Franny, it's in a way. Aye, 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 aye. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I, Ross, what are you going to sorry, say? I was just going to ask you, did, did I hear you saying when, while he was talking that you didn't agree? Yeah. I I can't even mind what he said, but what what, I was what, talk, what you know that he wasn't agreeing with when Wally was like, I think we'd all agree that it's better when it's competitive. And Steve said, No, I wouldn't. I liked it when. Well, he, right, he right. Liked, I'm not saying he so, liked it better that way, or it, it was more maybe. I, I, I think he was talking about well, the, the derby feeling, like the like. Aye, 
So uh, what I'm, I'm going to ask Stephen to can he elaborate on that? I'm not saying you're wrong or that. I just uh, want to know what your thoughts are. What, Stephen? What? I think Rangers died and they should have been kept. They should have been liquidated properly. <laughs> like Gretna were, they faced the same punishment. They were dissolved. They had Gretna 2008, it's their new club. Rangers were through the, the case. They were liquidated, albeit demoted to the third division, but it should have been far more well, than that. There were rumours that Ibrox was going to... They had to apply it again in the league. Oh, they applied again in the league, whatever. But they still got into it. It was always a given. I just think that they should have faced their punishment, however it may be. A wee bit lenient. I think they should have been totally out of existence, to be honest, but... That's my opinion on it. Listen, the thing that irks me more than anything is that the mainstream media now, like, before they played that game the other night, I had a good morning Britain on, and it's coming along the bottom. Rangers are trying to win their first European trophy since 1972, and I'm like, is this just a widely accepted now that, that, that that's... The, like, it's not the case. I don't care what anybody says. They went out of the game, totally out of the game. And if it had been Celtic, they'd have been saying the same thing. Passes yeah. me off. 100%. But, but but thanks for, it's, it's widely thanks for accepted that. now. Yeah. yeah. I wanted so someone to come back to me. Yes, I love it. I love it. But here, <laughs> Franny, Lynn's away. Franny's come out to play. That game, the 2nd of February, all the lights. What, 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 what it meant was Celtic going on top of the league, and we well and truly done it. Well, as he's no, I was sweating in a hospital because I became a father for the second Yay. time. That day. So I was actually wondering how I'm getting it, getting home for this game. There was a and a, the uh, my baby. Still can't believe you didn't call the. I still can't believe you didn't call the one Hatati Carty. I mean, the, she's arranged. He did, but he spelled it now. You <laughs> 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 got Stephen to write the birth certificate. <laughs> oh, fuck off, you dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she was born very, very early in the day. So I'm sitting thinking, Christy, we're getting out there. Time was dragging on. Time was dragging on. It was getting close. But yeah, I managed to make it out for kickoff, Stephen. And like the boys were saying, under lights, it just. <laughs> Parkhead under lights is just a wee bit more special, and it's obviously against against Rangers. What was at stake? We go if we win the game, we go top. Our destiny's essentially in their hands. But I think one of the the performance aside, which was absolutely absolutely amazing, I think for the for the psyche of the team, I think it was massive the result because I think it had been like seven games or something that we hadn't actually beaten Rangers potentially. I think we'd only had one draw in that in that run, so I think mentally for the team and for the fans, it was it was a massive one. Equally, like the the game at Ibrox, where uh, followed that in, in the weeks after, I think mentally for the team just to say, "I we can we are we're the real deal. It's not we we can stand up against the the champions who were the champions at the time, and we." We are the we're, a, we're the real deal. This is not just a run of games. We are the real deal, and so I think mentally for the team, we're the real deal, eh? Aye, <laughs> that, was, that was a it was a massive a massive mental block that we managed to we managed to break down, and I think I think also it gave us one of our most iconic moments that season where Barisic is running back, and hmm. uh, we all know what McGregor McGregor bag. Amazing. He done it the other night, by the way. Done oh, it in the he final. Done it, he done it again, I saw. So. <coughs> the boy, the boy, 
The boy from Frankfurt called him a shizen bag. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one of my favourite moments of that night as well, personally, was Franny was in and he's he's had a shandy and he's like, oh, fuck, I might have to go back to the hospital or something. And all of a sudden, they got the the, the, like, the holy grail comes through, the text comes through, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in the hospital overnight. And the See, fact that she right. positive, one had text positive for COVID, so I couldn't have gone for nine o'clock. I had to wait till she was coming out, so I didn't have to worry about hangovers. Oh, fucking <laughs> See, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm quite conscious we're nearly two hours in here, but I'm absolutely loving it. So I'm going to come to you all right. individually, individually here, right? Because I had down a few other topics here, but I'm going to match them all together. But I'm going to come to yourself first here. Give me one turning point from you to turn Celtic season. Dundee United. 100%. I know Ross County was a big one and I know the 3 now game was but the boys were around mine that day as well what a day that was as well by the way but anyway because because they lost to Ross County that morning it was imperative that we we got all three points that day and we, we played well but we just you know just that, there's a few games this year we just not had that cutting edge going for, that just to finish or the final ball and we're all sitting like oh, I cannot believe that they've drops points this morning and we're not going to capitalise and then all of a sudden that ball and it's not just that we get chills thinking about it Jota running in after he's got the assist right into the crowd Abada right in the crowd Jota's in actually in the stand chanting um, and at that point I reckon see because it's a last minute winner as well and you know every Rangers fans watching the game today thinking thank fuck we've dropped yeah. drop points but they're dropping points as well and then that goes in and it's Delete. just like that <laughs> I, 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 we'll just delete that status there uh, it's just a massive dagger to the heart for them and a massive boost for us and for me and I know Ross County is a big one a massive one as well but that day we scored in the last minute against the United I was like we're winning this title that was the day I was like we're winning this title so for me that's a turning point for the season I'd say to be fair Abada took that goal really well oh, like, oh, he, he managed yeah, a couple by the way, he's done it countless times this year. Where he nips in, 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 in behind <laughs> the, the fullback and he's just and he's no the biggest guy in the world, but he he always finds that space and nips in behind the fullback. Yep. There's countless goals this year. He's done it in the three 0 game as well. Where he nips the touch because it's it's over the boy's head. Sees it late. And and he kills it and then you think keep it low. But he just lashes it into the roof of the net as well. Magic man, and we were. It was. By the way, there was what four of us in my house that day, and I reckon there was the same amount of noise in my house that day that there was at Park Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we went fucking. Really the dogs were gone mental. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross, if I have to come to you, Willie's pick Dundee United. Pick the same if you want, but what kind of stands out for you for a like a turning point in the season? It can even be way back. Do you know what I mean? Like the the other games we were talking about previously. Well, you could make a case for. Uh, the win at Pataudry, the first away win of the season. It's a big win, and it, it it gets us that sort of duck off the back. But, again, you, you could point to the Ralston last-minute winner. It was massive as yeah. well. But I fully agree with Willie. I've said it for ages. That was the turning point. Totally agree with everything he said. It was not only... Well, I think I actually think it was a draw at Ross County that day with Rangers, but um, oh, regardless, doesn't matter. But it gave us the opportunity to put ourselves to that point where we could then go and play them at home and yeah. go top of the league. And 
That's a shout as well. Aye. Is that a three-two game where Jota uh, scored that? Like that? Uh, it was two-one. Two-one. Yeah. Two, that's yeah. what I was just just said there. Aye. Aye. Uh, but you you could make a case for that. But uh, for me, it's the Dundee United game purely because they drew three each at Ross County in the morning. You're you're thinking right. This is a chance, and it's now now. It's a one of the games where you don't think you're just not going to get the ball in the net, and then suddenly, and it's I think. I think the fact that it was a last minute goal, you could yeah. win one nil against Dundee United, right? Uh-huh. And you're no Boyd, uh-huh. Ken. If you score that at any other time of the game, uh-huh. the very fact that it was virtually uh-huh. the last kick of the ball, you're yeah. totally Boyd off that, and you're, you're you're kicking, you're bouncing right into that game against Rangers. Yeah. And I think that it just it, it just changed everything. That was the first point. I've said that I always felt we could challenge for the league. That was the first moment where I believed we would win the league. So for me, where the point where you fully believe that you, you can win the league, that's the turning point for me. 100%. And finally, coming to yourself, I mean, there's been lots of great points in this season, obviously winning the League Cup, and a lot of people are coming here with different points of view. Canning here, Aberdeen for me, boys, much like Ross said, it really did uh, bring Alan's players and the fans together. We started to believe. We've seen Patojri play a pivotal role in some of our other seasons with Ronnie Daly and people like that, but what's your type of opinion on turning points this season? I think you could argue the Aberdeen game and even the <coughs> 2 game that Willie, Willie mentioned, that that was a, a big ma- moment. I thought, that was the one, I thought that was the Aberdeen game everybody's talking about. Where they scored and Jota went up and scored like on the, the half volley in the 3-2 game. Is uh, that not what everybody's talking about? No? I think they talk about the 2-1 game. The 2-1 yeah. game is earlier in the season. Right? Right? The 3-2 right, game was after the Rangers game at 1-3-0. Uh, right, okay. I'll be back the way sacrifice. You can tell you go for a Funny enough, uh, Jota actually scored the winner in that game. I think... Like I was saying, you could argue that game. You could argue the Ralston goal, even the the Rangers three 0 game or the two one game at Ibrox, where there were big wins mentally for the team. But even the Hearts game at uh, Tynecastle, where boys missed that penalty, that could be argued. That could be argued. The again, Aye. that's a bit of luck, isn't it? That he's missed the penalty. It's hot down inside the post, and somehow stayed out. It's so a point, they're they're more they're point. more. Huge moments, huge, ah, huge exactly, results aye. in the context, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, really. I touch, no, I'm saying aye. I can't make your then you're just touching on another shit because you've got to say Dunn United. I know, I know. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's like you used to have said, it's how can it for me, how could it not be Dundee United for what it meant? The fact that your destiny was in after that one, your destiny yeah. was in your hands after yeah. it. It was, yeah, if providing you, you won all your games, didn't matter what anybody else done, you won the league. so and like you said, it was the la- It was one of the games where you were, yeah, you weren't creating plenty of chances, but you were on top, and it just felt like because obviously, like what Volume had said, how Rangers had dropped points earlier in the day. Milk. It put the, it, it put us in a position where we could, uh, if we beat Dundee United, we'll beat. beat Rangers, were top of the league, and uh, so it it put you in a position where. Like I said, your destiny was in your hands and it was just, it was turning into a really, really frustrating day. So, to then, for Jota just to dig that cross, because we were sitting, because, did we not take Jack and Marcus off that game or something? 
feel like he was starting. Uh, aye, we, aye, we take Jack Mack himself and put a badder through the middle and we were going after him. We were getting up on what we're doing at because... Aye, but when a badder came on, mind I said, this is going to finish a badder one now. You did, Wally. Uh, and he's, right, he's 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 Jota just digs out one cross, a bad out. It would have been easy for him just to lash at that shot and just scuff it. Or he might have actually put it in the net or he, he might have ballooned it over the bar, but he takes an absolutely amazing touch. And then they have the awareness to then lift it because obviously it's, it's easy for Seagrass just to dive down, yeah. gamble, he's got to hit it low and stuff, but a bad just had the awareness just to lift it and just, uh, for me, I. For me, I don't see how you can... There is other games you can look on, other moments, but I just don't see how you can look by the Dundee United game. I've got a funny feeling. Well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how effortless this is, isn't it, really? I mean, we're all loving it, enjoying it, talking about Celtic Football Club. And, John, Kevin 14 comes in here with a great point. Some of the European games, like away in Batiste, and Leverkusen give us belief in the system, even though we lost, but that's a kind of fair right, point, Kevin. I do, I do agree. Point. In, ter- in terms of in terms of the turning points view, what stands out for me is that the Dingwall game, shut up Willie, the Dingwall game, Ralston, bang, 97th minute, Batiste, mate, Batiste, 97th minute, unbelievable. Just to touch on what Kevin said, the, the European game, what it did show is, is that regardless, I mean, Ange had said that for the minute he came in, it doesn't matter if they score one, we'll score two kind of thing, and we were pressing for that, we'd never showed these teams too much respect. We never feared anybody. We we sort of went at them. We gave them a game. I we lost some games, but we also got nine points out of the six. So, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. I'm Lisa. Yeah, um, Lisa doesn't watch because you'd you'd be getting fucking your cunt kicked in. What about oh, this, John? What what about this? The win against Livingston? No, it was a big win. I wouldn't say it was the biggest turning point. Though. I mean, that, we're already in front. Then. Uh, the the Dundee United game. Like William and that's touched on was pivotal, and I remember, remember, like we're watching it and we knew, like you said, Rangers dropping points, how much it meant for us to then <clears> take points, and then there was the one where we potentially nearly dropped points at Ross County, and then Ralston came in and scored it, and then that that was a, a season potentially season saving moment as well. But for I, that that three nothing game against them for me because again they over the past season or so had the better of us and. I think we're all at that point we're sick of seeing it, sick of hearing about it. But for Ange to then win and to win in the style we did, as we've already touched on in regarding that game, to take three points off them ourselves, no relying on anybody else, but for us to then take three points off them and then to extend, like put ourselves in that position, it was that for us was absolutely massive. We can't. Because I think every game after that, other than the cup game, we they, we drew them right, so they never they never took any points off us after that. It was it was, it was draws, but for us to take the three after them, because I think when when you consider that it, it's like we both says Celtic and Rangers could potentially drop points against teams throughout the course of the season. We always say games against each other are potentially deciders because. 
those games you could potentially extend the lead or lose the lead. And for us to get that first one straight after the new year, going into this latter half, the second half of the season, was absolutely crucial. And for me, that 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 three nothing game would probably pit, just pit the Dundee United one. And how many, how many, how many derby games are won in the first half hour? By the way, it's because you didn't celebrate a Badlands goal, John, for some random reason. It's because we didn't the Kenneth went in. We were too busy celebrating the second. Mm-hmm. How many games? How many fun. derby games are won in the first half hour? That's very true. Anthony, I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 well, it, it was 1962. Where... <laughs> See, to be uh, fair as well, all right, yeah. we made some good points about turning points, right? We move into April, we get another derby win at Ibrox, which was fantastic, a 7-0 victory against the Johnson. But then let's go on to the Scottish Cup, and John brought it up there. We, we were knocked out, Willie. Were, I mean, let's be honest, were you disappointed that we didn't win the treble? Cool. Of course I was. At that point, we were absolutely flying, like proper. We were absolutely destroying everybody in our way. And um, I don't know what it was about that cup game. We talked about it in the, in the pods leading up and the pods afterwards. And I remember yeah. sitting, we were all together in St. Ross and John and Franny uh, before the game. I was like, that league game we just played where we won 2-1, two, two, I wasn't nervous at all. I was like supremely confident. And then in between yep. that, we'd, we'd won, we'd absolutely thumped St. Johnston. Would they run 6 nothing against St. Johnston? 7. 7. So you'd think we'd, we'd actually be even more supremely confident. For some reason, before the game, I was like, I don't know if it's because it's a one-off <coughs> knockout. But um, we just didn't perform in the day, unfortunately. We had chances, and if you put them away, then we could... Uh... <laughs> What was I fucking saying? The Scottish Cup, travel, travel gone, travel gone. Absolute shambles of a podcast, man. <laughs> um, I, that was it. Was the one game that I, I feel like we've not performed the way we should perform. Although I do think we we, we could have we done enough to win the game, and there was chances we could have put. CCV had that chance. Atari yeah. was had that chance where he opened up and he and he just landed it in the keeper's gloves. Like if you put the two away, we're not we're not sitting here talking about this now. We're talking about going into a possible treble at the weekend. We're doing a Scottish but, Cup quiz right now. <laughs> Tony's the host. Tony's doing the Scottish <laughs> Cup quiz. <laughs> There's Bradley Walsh there. Um, so, so we're fucking. I don't even care what I'm talking about now. The travel. <laughs> were you disappointed we didn't win the travel? I did. I said I, I was disappointed, all, I man. Why did Willie Stephen? Mean it's your fault. Although really. I know it's your fucking. And although Gregory scored that game, and I'm his biggest fan, so there's positives to be seen. And we had the fucking best night ever. That was a great night. Even ah, it was. Your chili was a joy to oh, behold. Yeah, chili was good. Can I just can I just say as well in regards to that? My opinion on that, Sammy. Like you mentioned, we, I, we, they asked you. I know it was almost I'm, like I'm, I'm, I don't it's need almost to be like asked. Stephen hasn't asked everybody. I don't know about so every topic. I don't need these fucking cues. Answer in and I want. He's a co-host. <laughs> it's my party. I'll, I'll, I'll decide. <laughs> hey, John, go for it, kid. Hey, Alright, so. I'm saying that, Board. I mean, like you said, <laughs> we we won the, we we were after pace in that game, and 
even though that was still the case, we were still every bit as good as him, and it took him the extra time to get the better of us. So I think, like you said, it, it was shite to lose it. We, you were on for a treble. We'd showed prior that we had their number. It wasn't to be that game, but we'd still were on course for a double. And like I said, if he'd have offered that at the start of the season, I'd have absolutely bit the hand happy. Just happens, man. CCV puts that chance away. It's a different game, and it's it's like it does it's, it's ebbs and flows. It's going to happen every other game. I'm more exactly. than happy than what we've done this season. It wasn't it, it, it wasn't like we were dominated. It wasn't like the three nothing game. It wasn't like they completely blew us off the park or they absolutely scudded us. They they it, it probably their best were struggling to find a winner against us when we were poor. If they'd have blew us out the water and it was 3 0 to them, it would have been far, 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 far. It's a very even game. They took, they were more clinical. We won. And that was why they won. And that's it. I think that's pretty well summed up. But I mean, for, I mean, John with his arrogant self coming in there, he'd be dick. But fair enough, that was quite funny. But coming to you, Franny, I mean, about the game, I was disappointed with them when the travel. Yes, John's right. They took us the extra time. They didn't blow us out of the water, but we just looked a bit. Not ourselves. We looked like we were lost. I think Kevin 14 made that point. We didn't get click in the gear. It was one of the down moments of the season, if you could pick one. I just think it was just a, a kind of typical cup tie, Stephen. It was, like Wallace said, it was a fairly even game without no team really was brilliant enough for that day. It was just one of the, one of the days, and I, I think it was a wee bit, I think a lot of the disappointment within the fan base came with normalising trebles and stuff it became when a treble became the norm and it's actually quite a really hard thing today so yeah it's disappointment to not to be in the conversation of doing a treble come Saturday I think Joe's bang on I think middle of the park they were, they were more physical in the middle of the park than that's I mean I, I don't know why to get John started on referees but they were the referee, allowed to be aye. the referee could have the referee could have Referee to game better that day, <laughs> but you can't, yeah, you can't really be in Rangers for that day. That's it's on the referee to stop them doing what they were doing. But uh, it was just one of the days, they, they just they can't be at it every game, and they were more clinical than us. And it was just, uh, it was one of the days, it was, it was disappointing to not be in the conversation with the treble because of how close you got. but I think a lot of that disappointment is based on how normalising we had made winning a treble. That's yeah, a, that's I hold a statement that. on the night, by the way. So yeah, fucking say the earlier on, get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but Ross, you're right. You did say it earlier on, but Franny can emphasise the point that we normalised. <laughs> we had a quadruple treble under our system. There, it was fantastic. Albeit when that last season, there was. I mean, we didn't win anything, but Posta Golu's come in. We're not doing the Scott. We were not doing the Scotty's Cup. Yes, disappointing, John's but the travel league double John. if in hindsight, if you're offered the league double, would you have took it? John's on the Tinder again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I've said previously, like on on the run up to that game against yeah. Rangers in the semi final, it was we were at that point where it was it was very close and we were playing really well, and I said at the time that if we didn't get the treble, I would be disappointed. But for where we came for in the summer to get a double, I would be satisfied. And I'm sitting here with a bottle of Stella, chatting to my mates about a wonderful season that we've had, and I 
I'm satisfied. I think that's a cheers party. moment, boys. A cheers yeah, moment. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Can I stop? Can I get it on the screen? Just pull your camera. I know. I've not. I don't know where my camera is. I've got a pad. It's not a. It's not a fancy laptop like all the the office workers there. And say, say to be fair as well, right, John? I'll right, fast. I'll fast forward to May. The final derby game ends in a draw. We remain unbeaten the whole month. Two draws and two wins, and we seal the title with a fantastic win against Motherwell. Let's sum this season up in a couple of couple of words. Whatever you want to do, emphasize on it if you want. For me, it's just been fantastic. Celtics back again. Postecoglou sprung the supporters, everyone together, the team together. <laughs> He's incredible. The team's incredible. What we're saying. I agree. That's. Brendan, thanks very much. Ross, what you're about la- you? You're allowed to say something up a couple of words. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, but emphasize if you want. I, don't, I mean, you pretty much said when I would go, I would say anyway. I'd, like It's been fantastic. It's better than we expected at the start of the season. Ange has been an absolute breath of fresh air. He's a revelation. We've all fell in love with him. He's been fantastic. The signings he's made have been incredible. And it's exciting. And I think, like, that when we were going for your, like, your, your, treble treble and your, your quadruple treble and all that we were like we were absolutely dominating the Scottish football landscape and everything else then we had after that season last season like everybody's head <clears> dropped <throat> so to be where we are now and talking about it like we are now is is fantastic it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> listen I actually have a spotlight on here there is a light the reason I don't have this light on is because it's it's shite. It doesn't actually illuminate anything. And this big black shit here behind me, I'm explaining. That's a window. If I open that window, my camera won't focus on me. It's just I'll just look like a fucking silhouette. So you might get at least you might get Yorkie brushing his teeth. <laughs> John's filming for the dreadnought tonight. <laughs> I think as well, Ross, John makes a great point, right? You look at the celebrations we had against Motherwell, Alan's walking out, out to the land down under, the, the players, we said it in the previous pod, stayed out for like an hour and a half with the supporters. It was a celebration. They looked like they wanted to be there. They loved They loved the club from what we can see. The fans have a connection. Postacoglu's done all that. And for me, it's been an absolutely fantastic season for Celtic Football Club. Definitely. Champions, that's what we are. <laughs> yes, Ross. Yes. Listen, the the connection is back. Celtic are back. <laughs> I, Danny, I, Donny, I can rig his meter. I must. <laughs> I was going into a full Anthony speech here. Come on, that, 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 that Ross, 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 take it away, man. Because I want to uh, speak no, about that. No, aye, Celtic are back. Uh, the connection's back with the fans. We're champions. The team are ticking. We've got a new captain who has stepped in and filled the shoes. No, not filled, but stepped into the shoes of Scott Brown in a different way. We're just... It's been a tremendous season. I was going to say beyond my wildest dreams. Can I ask you a quick question? Is it a better feeling than the the travels on the Rodgers? It's a different feeling. It's a a different feeling. The the, the quadruple trebles under Rodgers, I remember being out and celebrating them and screaming in folks' faces. Like, we will never see anything like this again. Kissing guys, fall on the lips. (laughs) I mean, what? 
This is a it's 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 as satisfying as that. It's not as historic. It's not as historical. It's not as historical. It's as satisfying, but it's a two three and four. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but it's it's a different feeling, but it's every bit as satisfying, and it's it, it's an amazing season for where we were, and it's it's right up there with when, it's, it's not as good as stopping the 10, but it's similar, everybody's alluded to it, and all the different boys got, eh? I was saying it's like asking, who's your favourite child, and I said my second one. Ah, <laughs> Uh, it's it's true though, but uh, it's a different feeling. It's a different achievement for the the trebles. But listen, every trophy that Celtic won is special. We're a special yeah. club and we're a special fan base, and I love them. I hundred percent agree, and that, I mean that summed up perfectly, William and Alistair Jack. As soon as I said that question, he said yes. Albeit you're you're getting different feelings there and. I'm going to say something here that's quite poignant. I mean, we lost some legends along the way this season. Wim Janssen, Bertie Old, rest in peace, you guys. Uh, Lisburn Lan and a man who stopped the 10 that Ross alluded to. The, 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 whole, the whole emotion in this season, John, put that comment down a wee second. The whole emotion in this season has been overwhelming the points. Obviously, we've done our shows for uh, Wim Janssen and Bertie Old, the fantastic legends of the club. You look at now, Postacoglu's making this mark, William. Again, it's been a roller coaster, but something that we've fairly enjoyed. Potentially one of my most favourite seasons as a Celtic fan. Like Celtic has been my first love, and will always will be. My wedding vows had Celtic were my first love to my wife, and you're always coming second best. But <laughs> you're going to hate to deal with it. Everything was like that, that. That's how much I love this club. It's everything that I am, and like without sounding too pissed and getting too too poetic like Tony would be this season's been magical and for me you asked the question about the trebles the first treble I'll never ever have a feeling like that in my life when Rogic scored that goal I've never like I felt it was like an outer body experience never ever felt anything like it this season has been magical I cried my eyes out last week when Rogic walked off that park um, I swear to god actually bawled my when my dad was in watching with me and I was in tears, like looking away from my dad, like oh, I hope he doesn't see uh-huh. me greeting. Turning at my dad, he's bawling his eyes out as well. <laughs> I think that that's the mark of the club. And uh, one man's came into this club and absolutely turned everything upside down for me. And it's been so emotional this year. Um, not only because of what happened last year, but because of this podcast as well. Yeah, I've, I'm watching the games in a different light now. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I watch as a fan. Right. But I'm a bit more analytical as well. And um, it's been a special, special feeling. And I think this podcast is a big reason behind that as well. So I, it's, been, it's been magic and I, I, it's, it's been a very memorable one. And I, I, I love you guys. Thank you guys. Thank all the viewers that come in as well. Um, Paul's bang on. Never felt so connected. I absolutely love this club. And it's it's it's. Fuck it, I'm taking my top off. Let's all do this. So I special special feeling in men. <sighs> when Ange had that last speech, 
I was like shivers all over my body, absolute goosebumps. Yeah. And like he said, you've taken my family on my jumper. <laughs> to, this um, jumper. This <laughs> jumper. And then when he says we'll be back bigger, better, stronger next season because we never stop. Oh, so it's got the velvet oh, glove it. I got it. <laughs> I am going to get the old fucking, the football socks on the new. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he made that speech as well, fucking nearly started greeting again. Honestly, it's been so emotional. Absolutely magic season. I cannot wait. I'm actually, nobody's ever looked forward to a pre-season. No, I see this. <laughs> like last pre season, I watched every game, absolute garbage. I only watched it for the podcast. Oh. So I could and Liam Shaw, absolute guy, <laughs> and Liam Shaw. <laughs> He'll be back. Kid. I'm actually fucking, I can't wait for pre season. I'm absolutely, the, the buzz about the place is unbelievable. Can't and believe it's, it's odd, two months. I know. Uh-huh. And it's all done if I cannot believe it's all done to one man. I swear to God, I've never loved a man like that other than my You're welcome. And I You're love welcome, fucking Ange <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Willie, you're bang on. I mean, what I will say before I come to you, Franny, this season's been emotional. It's a, been a roller coaster. You've seen Cal Mack replacing Brown as captain, Postacolu coming in overseeing a massive rebuild. And can I just say on a personal level, I don't know if McGrand has stayed on this long, but it's been absolutely fantastic watching every single game my grandfather because Aye. we love it. We Aye, we cheers, always talk cheers, about Cheers to the grandfather. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, Lawrence. Cheers, Lawrence Lelland. Grand, yeah. I mean it's been lost his here. <laughs> it's there, kid. It's it's uh, it's just one of them things like you said, Willie. The connection you feel with the club. You're watching it with your your old man and you're crying, and me and my granddad looked at each other, albeit we didn't quite cry, but we had a wee bit of tears in our eyes, and it was just it was fantastic, Franny. Possibly called doing that speech, the players afterwards, Rodgers and Beaton leaving. It was so fitting that they, they both left as champions, wasn't it? Before I start, do you and John get your lick off the same folk? Oh no, I have the windows open It was daylight when we started (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Energy crisis man I understand We're going to get lifted by the Classes (laughs) Meter rigging As you were Francis Uh, Like Well the boys have touched on it Okay anyway Martin O'Neill, like in in my lifetime, probably Martin O'Neill was <coughs> my favourite manager. But Postecoglou is really fast tracking his way to becoming that. It's, I've even said it on podcasts. Like I've never wanted to win. I've never wanted Celtic to win so much in my that I know in recent history for a man than Postecoglou. And like say, Rogic and come uh, on, Gio, come on. Bringing out the the trophy and that together, there was so much like from last season to this season, like just the way the team, everybody seemed to connect with the fans. Like there was so much disconnect last season. This season, it's just been the absolute polar opposite. And like, well, I talked, so it, it, it's totally down to answer and stuff. Like the connection between the fans and the players. It's just, it's all, it's just all is one. Everybody's just on the same page. Everybody's for the same cause and stuff. It's, and then just <laughs> this, this podcast, I mean, to think that this podcast was born in the pandemic, born throughout a, a season of absolute horrendous shit. Aye, a, a shit. And to still be going on, <laughs> I think that's what makes this, 
this season a wee bit more special because obviously we're we're now a podcast. We're, we're now recording as a podcast and we're, we're league champions and stuff. But I just this season's been like so enjoyable. Started a wee bit ups and downs, wee bit of, a wee bit roller coaster stuff, and just from sort of December just kicked on and just never looked back. And it's just that's just how it feels to be Celtic. <laughs> Champions, Champions, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, I want to see just I, I don't know who said it earlier. I, I don't know if it was Kevin 14 or something, but you need to you need to get up you need to let me know who it was because he was bang on and we were touching on about social media and how it's the fucking it's the worst. But he turned it around and said it's it's can be a positive thing because we've got things like this where um we've got a podcast and there's 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 Tens of people that we know. John's looking for it. <laughs> there's, there's I'm however many people we know. Start, John. The likes say, I'm sorry <coughs> if I miss anybody, but Alistair, uh, Donny Boy, Jed, Kevin14, Ryan, Ryan Kelly, all you guys that are there every week, I swear to God. But, like, I, Wally, I know, like, I'll say it for you. They're there, and they're always there. God bless every one of them. <laughs> but like, well, you're no fucking. I'm, I swear to God, right? And this is, and this is no joke. I swear to God, I couldn't give a flying fuck if we get a hundred million thousand views. Correct. I'm happy with this with with thirty fifty people coming in and enjoying it and talking good. things Celtic because <clears throat> this is all we do when we go out. We are mates in the pub, have a fucking couple of beers, and talk about. Our first love, our last love, our forever love, and um, it's what I look forward to every day of my life, and it's just fucking the best feeling in the world. I fucking love it, man. Love this pod, and I love fucking everything about Celtic. I think, like, to be fair, to be fair, like, William summed that up perfectly well, and you you look at it, I mean, closing the season off, we won the league, and Postacoglu sweeped up a hat-trick of Manager of the Year awards, which is absolutely fantastic. The player sweeped up. Yeah, but they get in trouble in sorts. And then the players the players sweeped up in the, the player of the year awards. And Willie, just to echo what you said, this podcast for for me, for John, for Ross, for Francis, for William, for Anthony, it's a way of us to vent and talk about Celtic Football Club when it's going well, when it's going bad. We'll be here every Tuesday and Friday to talk to you all. And it's great to see the interaction on the screen. Ian McIntosh, Kevin 14, Geo Patrick, Paul Duet, Diet, get it? <laughs> it's it's just it's absolutely fantastic. And I'll come to Chef Dia, if he's still king. Dia. I'll come to you both individually. Will you start with you first? Sum up the season as, as you want. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I just did. I don't know. I thought we did. Just, did just do one word. One word. Sum it up. One word. Go. Uh, miraculous. Franny. Champions. Ross. Biblical. Oh, John. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And me. Absolutely. Even. Incredible, incredible. Just copy me, Dave. Because you took my word and I made it different, right? You're 100% 100%. Can can I just say, Alistair Jackham's in here, miracle, 100%, mate. Absolutely quality. And then Ryan Kelly, what a show this has been tonight. And I I can appreciate, I can appreciate, shut up, Willie. I can appreciate... (laughs) People have hanged on us for two hours and 19 minutes and we'll keep this any longer. Hung is the word, get hung. It's, it's hang, whatever, hung on, whatever. Don't give a shit. I'm half pissed. It's fine. I know, it's been a fantastic show. I'm just being the a end of season review, end of sales podcast. We're going to take a break. 
but we'll be in touch obviously when we're back on again won't be that long but two weeks whatever we're just going to take a wee, a wee close season break for ourselves and hopefully you guys are with us next season and but then, listen if MD's missing out you'll catch me on Twitter and that <laughs> <laughs> see just to go along with the show it's been an absolute shambles are we not doing like a we know Dan's on next week, no? Oh, if you just want to do something next week, go ahead. I thought we'll do the... 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 I thought we'll do Nah, no, we'll find some today. We'll find some today. Listen, if I have to come on my cell on Tuesday, I'll do it. Fuck you. By the way, I, I just want to echo what everybody else is saying. Taking a break, but he's on on Friday and Tuesday. Right. See, see <laughs> the see the support we've had here. Very splat. Just tell her after one, kid. I'm out. out. <laughs> Still got his slippers on. Come and put out my fucking ass. Right, John, go for it, kid. Co-host. Aye, sorry, just saying that... Uh, what the fuck was I saying? Aye, no, the, su- <laughs> the support that we've had since we... Because like you said, we started this during an absolute yes. dying season. And Aye. it's been fucking... We didn't expect it to turn into what it has become. And like I said, like William said, I don't care if we get... We're getting hundreds of thousands of views or subscribers or whatever it is, but see, just being able to do this with your pals and then talk to you guys it's been incredible and it's made this, like William says, it's made this season that bit more special. And I fucking love it, man. Absolutely outstanding. And by the way, I can't imagine, I, th- this is the perfect way to spend your birthday, by the way. Talk to your pals about oh, Happy birthday, right, John. Right. Cheers, big man. Cheers. Actually, right, so I think we'll look back now, see what, however far we grow, see if you do get however many thousand viewers, I think we'll look back and this is the best Oh, in the podcast, easy. And if we are, easy. See, if we've got thousands of like John and Stephen, have got a bit of like thing about the comments now. We're not allowed to touch them, but if we do get to that point where there's hundreds of thousands, Donny boys and Lankies and, and Alistairs and all of them, they need to be the ones. Every one of them, man. Know the new guys. Know the new guys. We don't want any. <laughs> By the way, I'll tell you. See, see that blooper reel we've got today. It's just got doubly as long after this episode. <laughs> I hope I've not got the last few episodes to look at. Thanks, mate. Uh, hi. I think as well, happy happy 50th, John. (laughs) (laughs) I think as well, see see that, that's... Let's be honest. They're horrible, isn't it? I love it. The banter here is fucking man. I think it's for the viewers that we just... Absolutely, John. I echo what you say. We appreciate every bit of support. I couldn't give two flying shits if I'm sitting here live with one viewer. I love coming on with these guys. See the guys on this screen; they're my best mates, and I love every second of it. It's fantastic. And to to the people, Anthony as well, buddy. (laughs) Anthony as well, obviously. And to the people who watch along with us, it's fantastic. And we hope you continue supporting us because we're coming back. We never stop. Bigger and better. We're going to be loving it. See, see, next time we're out, out. I want these boys turning up. Yes. Uh, yes, I was, yes. was going to say that. Listen, the the summer, the summer we'll get a Glasgow day out. We'll get out to Malone's or something. We'll tell everybody, and everybody's. Can you just not come down? No, everybody's. Oh, aye, aye. It's too hard for everybody. We're all going to Belfast. That is a shout, by the way. 
Let's all Ryan at Belfast. Let's go. Me and Daniel Mack will be fighting out the back. <laughs> <laughs> we are paint I'll, I'll be lying with a burst nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> I, th- I think that'd be fair. Definitely, all the summer. I think we need to do that. We need to. We need to go because we've been out a couple of times together. But like everybody that watches us, as long as they're buying us, think that. Aye, obviously. <laughs> God bless you. Aye. Aye. <laughs> Definitely invited everybody. <clears throat> no, it's Russia. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. This, up. this is longer than most fucking Lord of the Rings movies, man. Right. Guys, I think Kenny. Come oh. ahead, Daniel. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a scared go, man. Yeah. Right, guys. Daniel need a new question. Kenny sums this up perfectly well, right? He's using my catchphrase, stay well, keep safe, hey, hot. and I wish everyone is 100%. a good, close that, that's preseason. That says, that says Re- to I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, right, that I know. But, <laughs> to everyone who's watching along, get yourselves <laughs> your batteries recharged, Celtics <laughs> coming back bigger, better and stronger, like Pasta Coldly said. So are we. As far as I know, we're not taking a break, so we'll be back again next week. And to everyone who's watched along and stuck with us this long, we appreciate it. Stay well and keep safe. Heel, heel.